And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100% and on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Hello, everyone. Josh Thompson. Hello, Big. everyone. That was very nice. Yes, Josh this Thompson. This is Josh Thompson and John McCarthy, and we are weighing in. Yes. What in the world was that? Hello, everyone. Hello. This is. The Weighing In Show with the real punk, Josh Thompson, and me, John McCarthy, and Podcast Dave on the controls doing all the magic. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear us on Spotify, iTunes, Google, whatever. <laughs> Jesus, I've forgotten them all now. YouTube. SoundCloud, Google Play, SoundCloud, all that Google stuff. Play, yeah. Come St on. Stitcher, YouTube. We're there. Okay. iTunes. Uh, make sure you guys hit the subscribe button, thumbs up, and uh, we thank you for subscribing and following us. Uh, please hit the thumbs up. That shares our video to everyone, and we uh, are very grateful. Thank you. Our numbers are growing in large amounts, and thankfully uh, to you guys for sharing our videos and getting around. So I appreciate that. Well, let's get this ball rolling, buddy. It's Yeah, fun. we... It's 5.30 in the morning here, okay. so let's get going. Got a baby. That's, what, that's why you started off, hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Hello. I would like to say. I, I was going to steal a page out of Rogan and say, hello, everyone, you freak bitches. But then I was like, nah, <laughs> nah, <okay."> Can't <laughs> um, steal his line. Yeah, yeah, can't steal his line. Um, you know, speaking of speaking of Joe, let's uh, let's touch real quick on that. There was one thing I wanted to talk to you about was we talked about it like the last time. But I wanted to get a little bit more in depth that he got he got a great deal with Spotify. You know, they're, they're talking about a hundred million dollar deal. Is that what you call a great deal? I mean, it really <laughs> depends. I mean, it sounds like it sounds like he's got full control of everything he's doing. He's moving he his whole he's moving his whole library over. Uh, oh. I chatted back and forth with him a little bit the other day through uh, God bless him through uh, some texts and. Oh man, I said that man, I'm just I'm extremely happy for him. And I had talked to him when I had talked to him. I didn't when I talked to him on the show, I didn't talk to him about the fact I said I had never listened to a podcast. I had never even considered listening to podcasts until I had listened to his. I had listened to his podcast was the very first one I ever listened to. And I've said this a couple of times that Michelle Geller Welp or whatever her name was, uh, she came from that first Baptist church or whatever that goes around and protests like, you know, um, <clears throat> military or gay oh yeah the military or, yeah, military the, funerals and stuff yeah and stuff like that so and it, you know they were doing some disgusting things and so she had was his the guest that i had first and I, I just got addicted from then on and the way he broke things down the way he talked to her the way she broke things down it was it was a great show and it just got me hooked into listening to podcasts but i i guess in a time like this what we're going through right now and we're going to talk a little you know we're talking about we'll talk about it a little bit is without talking about too much uh, <laughs> it's it's depressing it's depressing ah, it is but to talk to, but the positive part of the joe of joe rogan's show and this huge deal for him is and i'm happy extremely happy for him is that um it's sad that we have to go to big platforms like this on the the longer formats to kind of get our news I can't turn on <laughs> CNN. I can't turn on Fox. I can't turn on. You can't NBC. trust any of them. You cannot trust any well, of them. But you can actually trust Joe Rogan, which scares the shit out of everyone. And <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, you, know, you know Joe. He's super smart. Yep. And he's a good guy. Yep. Now he's got his views, but he is smart enough, even though he has his views, that he allows his guests and other people to put out their views. Mm -hmm. Sometimes he'll kind of attack them at times, 
you know, and question them is really what he's doing. He's not attacking them. I said that wrong. He's questioning them. Mm -hmm. And that's what freedom of speech is about. And that's what our country was based on. And that's why people listen to the Joe Rogan experience and love what he does is I'm going to tell you right now, I always thought that Howard Stern was probably the best interviewer I ever listened to Mm -hmm. because people, although they sometimes didn't understand the questions that that guy would ask and the things that he would bring out of his guests were just incredible. Joe Rogan is right there with him. Mm -hmm. Joe is fantastic. Joe's one of the best interviewers I've ever seen. Yeah. And I mean, that's a, that's a big compliment, not just because it's coming from me, but you think of all the people that have done, you know, a job where they interview other people. He's fantastic at it because he gets them to talk. He asks brilliant questions at times. He's always in a position to say, I understand what you're saying, but what about this side? And he'll just 180 things to make them have to verify their viewpoint or anything. He's uh he deserves everything he's getting. I think, uh, you know, I saw a thing. He says he was embarrassed by the whole thing. There's nothing, nothing to be embarrassed. You earned that. He earned that through hard work, you know, and if that's the way that podcasts are going and someone can get that man, God bless him. I'm very happy for him. Yeah. I think his take more was that he was embarrassed. The fact that here he is signing the huge deal worth, you know, upwards of a hundred million dollars and, 40 million Americans are out of work right now. And so he yeah, really kind of, I know it's not, not his on fault. Him. It's not on his fault, but I, I do think there was a little bit of, um, of him just kind of tread, tread softly, like him not sure. boasting too much about it, but that's what we're here for. We're here to boast for him. And yeah. so, <laughs> and I was very, I was very encouraged by the fact that he, that he had said those kind of things. Like he had said like, yeah, you know, I feel kind of a little gross talking about it. It doesn't feel right. And I understand where he's coming from. But to go back to what you were talking about is you have great interviewers that can sit down and talk to you about hockey, about MMA, about, you know, about politics. You have those people, but he can talk to you about almost anything. I haven't found something that he hasn't, but he'll tell you too. I I don't really have like basketball players on because I don't fucking even understand the rules. He doesn't know what's (laughs) going on with hockey. He doesn't know what's going on. And it's funny. He's five foot eight. He doesn't think about basketball. You know what I mean? Like, but he, he's like, I don't even know what the fucking rules are. So I I don't really talk about it because I don't even, I don't pay attention. It's like, it's probably like us trying to explain cricket. I have no idea how to, no idea. And so to sit here and to, and to talk about, all the guests that he's had on from Bernie Sanders to oh. uh, Ben Shapiro. I mean, those are, you know, political to me. I complete, feel like complete opposites, opposites. you know, um, but then all the way to, you know, he had Candace Owen on. He's had, he's had so, but all the way to MMA fighters, you know, to, you know, to, to guys that, you know, astrophysicists like yeah. Neil Tyson deGrasse. Yeah. it's a, And so it's very incredible. Yeah, Elon Musk, me, people at all different type of levels of, uh, of uh, businesses that they work in and he's able to have a great conversation with them. But I also like that. He kind of asks, he asks the hard questions. Like I'll give you an example, you know, Ben Shapiro is Jewish. He kind of seems like he's, you know, right leaning. He's very right. He's right leaning, but I can't say he's conservative. Uh, he's not Republican. He's conservative. he's conservative, but I can't say he's Republican. I don't know if he is. No, I'm saying like he's I think his views, his views go both ways. Yeah. And so, but Joe, when Joe had sat him down and talked to him about like, Hey, you know, um, you're Jewish, like, and to you, like, you don't believe in, you know, the 
the gay marriage talk and conversation. And he had he had a couple of these conversations. He asked the hard questions, but then again, he didn't condemn him for the way he answered it. He, and he also and yeah. Ben broke it down as well because it's a short format for him to talk. I mean, in a long format for him to talk versus what you see on CNN and Fox and where it's literally like three minutes of just clickbait material for them yep. just to say, yeah, well, you know what? Screw those people. And, you know, and screw inside. Like, so they're trying to get their word in. There's five people on a panel. The whole the whole segment's like three and a half minutes, you know, and each person's fighting for their for their 30 second soundbite. Not even that, like That's two, it. 10 second soundbite. You said it, it's clickbait because it's each person on that panel is trying to get their little their little thing out, their little message or their little clickbait material where yeah. someone can go, oh, did you hear? Boom. And their name's popping up. So then all of a sudden, and that's that's the way media is today. And it's, it's yeah. too bad because we have gotten away from having these long in-depth talks that Joe's podcast being yeah. usually two and a half hours long, sometimes three, that's what you can do with that unlimited amount of time. You can get into those, you know, personalities and their backgrounds yeah. and their beliefs in a deep fashion that actually allows someone to know that person or have a little bit more understanding about them. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think when you have an opportunity to sit down with someone and really just talk to them, have a conversation with them and not and not say, well, you're wrong and you're wrong. There's no right or wrong. Let's let's talk this out and see. Because I, I, I feel this way about a lot of a lot of people is that. Politically, we may be, may not be aligned, but I think as humans, we feel we're on the same path on certain things. Like you know, you just don't kill people, you don't break into people's houses, you don't like you don't you you follow certain guidelines. I mean, I know that's probably a low a low standard that I just set right there, but I'm saying that there's a lot of things. I it's think a good that, standard. How's that? Yeah, but there's a lot of things that people are in line with that they real they don't realize because they're too busy worried about the the two party system and you know my side. And Joe's very he's very he said it very clearly. Like everyone's like fucking my team versus your team when That's it's it. not really everybody that. wants to win. It's not I've got to win. Though. Yeah. But if it's... you don't believe in the way I look at things, yeah. then I've got to force you into saying that I'm right. I win. Yeah. When you're not going to get that. So don't don't sit there and try to change everybody with a one minute conversation. Try to understand their side. Yeah. Give them a point that is verifiable on your side to give them maybe they, something they don't know that's the way to go about it but again this all comes down to freedom of speech and it's one of the things that has changed in this country we have people that are trying to actually take that away yeah it's crazy and that is where and you have lost it you you lose the ability to have the someone say and, and there's people that say things all the time that i absolutely I don't like their views. I'm not that guy that, you know, likes any type of hate speech or racist yeah. speech, anything like But you've got to allow someone to say it, even though it's repulsive at times, yeah. because it allows the person that's saying the thing that you like and the thing that you think is right, the ability to say that. Yeah, I used to just shut people down sometimes when I was younger and be like, no, no, you're wrong. No. And I was, yeah. just, you know, and so but, I still do. Yeah. <laughs> so but I honestly, I got to tell you, I, I learned this from listening to Joe's show was that letting someone open up the dialogue because the conversation is what needs to be had. If you can't have the conversation, then nothing's ever going to get figured out. You know, and um, it's it's been impressive. I mean, for me, I feel like I've come a long way and not 
I'm not going to give it all to him, but I'm saying I've learned a lot from a lot of people along the way. I'm like, my approach was, was never the best when I was younger that, you know, that's kind of how I got that nickname. The punk was, I just was that guy that just, my approach was never the best. And as over years, I think it's definitely gotten better. And, uh, I think from, from listening to, to all different types of guests on Joe's show, as well as being around people like yourself, you know, Javier Mendez, Bob Cook, you know, you know, Scott Coker for sure. Just opening my mind to just different ways on how you approach people, talk to people and have this open dialogue and conversation. I think that's why you and I had hit it off so well throughout all of our Bellator events is, you know, we always just sat down and didn't matter if anyone was around us. We could talk fights forever, you know, and then not even just talk fights. It progressively grew into, you know, uh, family stuff and, you know, and, um, you know, fight stuff and then sporting stuff and, you know, what's going on here in the country now and and so forth. So it's, it's, it feels good to, ha to be able to have open dialogue conversation without someone saying, no, you're fucking wrong. Nope. Shut him <laughs> down. You know, it's, it's, that really is that it's that my team mentality and no, uh, and, uh, and, and it's I, about winning. I can't stand people like that. That's why I always talk about Bellator being better than UFC. Cause it is, man. I'm tired of hearing about it. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm kidding you guys. I'm kidding. It's most of you guys went, no, man, no. screw this guy, man. Turn, see, you talk, guys talk just shut me off. You're not, you're not open to my dialogue and my conversation right now. Yeah. See, you can't shut me out like that. Can't do that. <laughs> All right, man. Well, let's get into, let's get into the fights. What do no. you think? First off, I want to thank you, Blackout Coffee. Oh, coffee. Hey, yeah, they me, you know what? You, ha you haven't ran out yet. No, no. I I'm surprised because you drink a lot of coffee. I do. They must have sent you a pretty good package. It's a, it's, it is a bad. That's not a bad habit. It's a good habit. Let's say the bad habit. The only happy with it. The only problem that I have with it is I literally, I, I seriously have to like buy uh, whitening strips for my teeth. Like probably, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> That's the only thing. I drives me crazy, man. I love coffee. I I drink probably two or three cups a day. I'm just, man. And I put on I put on the COVID fifteen for sure. Have just, you? Yes, it's horrible. Maybe you can't see it in my face. I've been able to get some workouts in the last couple of days because my gym, I've kind of soft opened my gym now, yeah. and uh, you know, and so we've got people coming in for fitness. We got people coming in for uh, jujitsu and training. Good. And, uh, you know, I, I had a couple conversations with some of the, the local police here and, and talking with them. And they said, look, you know, uh, we've been told that, you know, like we're cautioning people, we're telling people be cautious about what you guys do and, and this and that. But they've also said, like, we're not we're not here to make any arrests. We understand that times are tough and we're not going to we're not here to make arrests or give citations. You know, um, literally, we're letting people out of jail who have committed worse crimes. And there's no way where I'm going to arrest you for trying to open your business. Thank you. So, yeah, it just was. Uh, it feels good to hear that, though. You know, and so, you know, we I've made sure that, you know, the hand sanitizers are everywhere. The, you know, soap things are all full. We've got spray bottles for disinfectants everywhere for the, the fitness side of the equipment. You know, um, we're doing temperature tests now when people come in, you know, just the little head scan one where it says, you know, hey, you're under 100, you're, you can train kind of thing. Um, you know, it's you, the best. Do, do the, head, the head scan where it says your brain, your brain capacity is at 50%? No, it just says there's nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> it says there's nothing there. Got it. Uh, it says the uh, air in your head is a little warm today. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, um, uh, do we talk about what's going on in our country right now? Sure. Let's do it. My God, what it, what it. It's it's so funny, Josh. Because every I, I don't like, think it's it, funny, John. Well, no. <laughs> okay. It's like a thirty-year cycle. I don't yeah. know what it is, and, it, and it's I don't know if there's people that sit there and wait for things and have things planned. That oh, we're gonna as soon as someone does something really stupid, this is what we're gonna do now. But you know, my dad was in the the sixty-five riots, 
called the Watts riots. And then I was in the 92 LA riots. And now we have, again, it's like a 30 year thing. It happens that, you know, what occurred and what has set this off horrible. But when you look at it, there's so many things that people are not bringing up as far as that incident. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that's, you know, I, I, I used to go around teaching police officers all the time and you know, I actually taught in Minneapolis. And if there's one thing that struck me when watching that is those guys knew they were being filmed. Yeah. They knew. And when someone knows they're being filmed and they're doing something that they believe is wrong, they stop, yeah. they try to change it. And those guys that, and the one officer in particular, just kept up with it, meaning yeah. he actually believed what he was doing was proper and right, which goes now to the training that they've received. And I'm not not taking any blame away from what occurred with those officers. Yeah, but I am going to put blame on that department. Is what are you, what are you guys teaching people? <clears throat> there was an incident, and, and this is you know. <laughs> Josh, I have I have been retired from being a police officer for eh, what now, twelve to fourteen years, I guess. All right, positional asphyxiation is something that we dealt with when I was uh, probably halfway through my career, and started figuring it out and understanding that hey, especially big people, when put on their stomach and under stress and having pressure put on them, their diaphragm starts to shut down and they can die and you even hear one of those officers saying oh you know should we turn them on their side yes you should yeah okay and because of and he didn't he didn't even know what to say but it's positional asphyxiation and the other guy no dude this is right it's like mm. that right there tells me you haven't been trained correctly you're mm. you're not even knowledgeable in the area so when guys are doing things and you're watching it you're going it's tragic. I feel horrible for the family. It's not the way something should be done. And the, the problem is not only we have a ton of police officers out there that are doing things right all the mm-hmm. time. And all it takes is one person to put a giant dent or giant yeah. hole in the entire thing to make everybody look bad. You know, and I'm sorry, you know, to the, to the, to the women and men that are out there doing the job yeah. right and you know i'm sorry that this happens that you you now have to be painted with the same brush that an officer that's inept yeah. and does something that is absolutely ridiculous does i'm sorry that, that you're having to put up with this yeah I, I it's not just the the minneapolis the police department there was also um there was a very similar death i believe in C- in dallas where um, I guess for, for me, like I look at it, like, I don't want, I, I don't, I know there's a race issue. I don't think that this was, it has a, nothing to do with I race. I don't think this had anything to do with race. Cause if, there if was I a, bring up, if I bring up numbers yeah. as far as police officers and killing of male blacks yeah. or male whites, many more male whites are killed. Yeah. Okay. And if I bring up the number of black police officers that kill male, kill male whites, that's more than white police officers. It has nothing to do with race. All that number is bullshit. Yeah. Okay. This doesn't happen because of someone's pigmentation in their skin. Okay. It happens because of people not understanding how to properly 
address somebody that is either not going along with the program, resisting, we'll say, or in this situation, he wasn't resisting. He is handcuffed. That's Okay, Josh, he is freaking handcuffed. What can he do to you? What are you, why are you putting pressure on him? All right, when the handcuffs go on, the pressure comes off. That's as simple as it goes. If you want to fight with someone and they're cuffed, take the cuffs off, let them fight. But we have people that professionally, we expect police officers to do all these things and to be good at all these things. And so many of them are just, yes, they went through training, but that training is like trying to teach you how to be an artist. I can teach you little things and you're still going to suck because you're not putting in the time and effort to make yourself better on your own. If you don't do that on your own, you're never going to get better. How many police officers come in and train at your gym? Uh, Probably about four, four or five, four or five. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Because I used to tell everyone, you want to be good at something, then go train, put money down. It's going to cost you. It's like, it's like playing. You're putting money down on insurance yeah. because you don't know when you're going to have to have that skill set. You don't know when it's going to come in to play, but when you need it, it's invaluable because yeah. it can make a situation in, in five seconds, it's over instead of nine minutes of total ineptness. Yeah. There was this, uh, another, um, Someone had died of the same exact thing in Dallas. I, was, I believe it was Dallas. I was reading. The there was one. Eric Garner died in in that was New Jersey, New York area. Okay. Guy selling cigarettes. Big big man, put down, has weight on top of him. Mm-hmm. And, and when someone's saying, you know, I can't, I can't breathe. Yeah. Obviously, they can breathe physically <laughs> because they can talk, but mentally, yeah. their mind is shutting down, and they. It's no different than if you say, you know, I. You know, I can't swim and you're standing in three feet of water. Well, you can stand up, but if your mind is shutting down, you are shutting down and you can die. Panic sets in. That's it. Panic sets in. Yeah. And so a, a very similar death happened. I believe it was in Dallas when I read that you're saying another, but the, the cop had the kneel had, had his knee on the back of his head and the same exact, same exact thing happened. Um, there is a photo. My, my brother's a police officer in San Francisco and um, there's a photo of, a woman police officer who's only maybe 110 pounds, maybe. And she's, and it's like circulating here in the Bay area of her kneeling on the back of someone's head. And I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know how to feel about it because the cops go through a lot of, a lot of things. But if, like you said, if they're handcuffed and you've got three other people there, the other cops are helping you. There's no reason for you to be kneeling on their neck or their head, None. Right? especially on the zero. Car, you know? So I, I'm not I'm not condoning anything that this cop did. I, I think it's horrible. I think it's disgusting. I think it's horrible. Um, what I also think is horrible and disgusting though is what's going on around the country. I think it's disgusting. Like people are looting, rioting. I mean, there's destruction everywhere. And and from what I understand, it's not even people that live in those communities now. No, you know, there are people because it's coming, been orchestrated. Yeah, it's being orchestrated. And it's been it's set so up. So sad. And there's yeah. videos going around. I don't know if you've seen them or not. Of people taking videos, like there's blocks, yeah, like bricks, an bricks, entire pallet of bricks, of bricks just laid in the middle of like you know, right uh, on the sidewalk. Yeah, right on the sidewalk. And you're like, where do all these bricks come from? Why would they be here? No one would ever put them here. 
But like you said, it's being orchestrated and it's, it's sad, man. It really is sad. You see a lot as if we don't have enough troubles with, with the COVID thing going on and 40 million Americans not in work. Now you have people destroying other people's property. Uh, you know, small businesses just, it's disgusting. Yeah, like they don't have enough problems. You know, and then I saw, I was watching a video last night. This poor guy was trying to stand in front of his small business and somebody snuck up behind him and knocked him out with a skateboard. Like out cold. I mean, he was, I and someone said that he died, but I, I don't know. Um, I, I can't verify that, but they were talking about how he was dead, that he died. And I was just like, that's just horrible, man. It's just disgusting to think that people are doing this. Um, it's sad. I, I understand the original uh, reasons on why, but I feel like everything's been lost now. It's not even, it's, it's, it's a cliff. I've said this, the other, well, it's a cliff note and some obscure book that we've all forgotten about now. What happens is when you, I believe everyone has the right, this is freedom of speech. Mm -hmm. You have the right to protest peacefully. Go ahead, protest, you know, march, do all that. That's yeah. fine. Go ahead because that brings attention to your position. But as soon as it becomes violent, now uh, you're starting to lose that yeah. attention as far as what it's supposed to be focused on. And now it's just going towards the violence and the damage. And it's all gone. The, you know, it's so weird that as we, you know, get older and we, we figure things out to understand, I don't know who's orchestrating things, but trust me, there's somebody there. Yeah. Someone's pulling strings. Yeah. And it's, it's a tragic thing that, you know, a man has lost his life now more, you know, and his loss of life, it should, it should teach everyone a whole lot and there should be lessons learned from it and, it's being lost in the shuffle based upon now the actions of whatever, what these other people are doing. And that's, yeah. that's wrong. Yeah. Uh, Let's get to MMA. I can't take this anymore. Yeah. I'm, I'm serious. I feel like I just got to watch an episode of CNN. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I gotta go. I'm depressed right now. It's, hor uh, it's horrible to see, man. It's just horrible. You know, did, so hold, did, oh, you, you got to see the one thing. Did you not see? Cause CNN was coming out basically saying that these people had a right to have this, violence in atlanta stuff. in atlanta and then they started attacking the cnn building i was like yep they have that right go ahead they broke all the windows uh, the front of cnn in atlanta is all glass and they not were, anymore they, yeah not anymore they broke it all i was just like oh man hey get me and then what's your take on the the cnn reporters getting arrested yeah i i don't know the the actual circumstances truly behind what they yeah. were getting arrested for and so, so it's hard to say i don't know i don't know what they were doing yeah you know i don't know if they were trying to you know if they're if they were in, in any way and i'm not saying they were i don't know but instigating certain elements to do things so they could film it yeah now you're talking about someone that's creating more of the problem and yeah i'm going to arrest you i don't know that that's what was happening i i, I don't want to comment on yeah. something that i don't know but very true I just, I, I feel like the media thinks that they deserve, like that they have this right to do and say whatever the fuck they want. And then, and on the back page, I'll just write a small little retraction when I fuck up and everyone's just going to forget about it. And I, I go back to the Joe Rogan thing is this is why people watch his show. This is why people listen to his show is because you're getting real content in a real sit down area. And, um, you know, and, and a great conversation piece versus these sound bites that you get from these other news stations that are really just 
obviously leaning in whatever direction and whoever's paying them, you know, wants them to lean. So, um, yeah. Anyways, let's get to fighting, man. Like I said, thank you, please. You got, you got me. Let's get to good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Got me all here. uh, I'm going to say thank you very much to the UFC for bringing in a, a shining light in a bad time of things going on in our country. So good job. Did you just, I did. I praised the UFC. UFC. Don't, don't sit there and say, yeah, because they deserve it. Wow. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. No, I'm just kidding. I think it's great. It was nice to actually sit down and get to watch some of the fights. Um, I got lost in the shuffle a little bit. Like I had too. Like we had people here at the gym watching the fights, and there was too many people. So I kind of didn't get to see you, the fights. Like I can't watch fights with people now. I'm just figuring that out. I've got to just stop, man. I told you. I've got to stop watching fights with people. Like every time I'm like, oh, that's a good fight, and then like two minutes later, I'm like, fuck, I missed the whole fight. And then so, when you, then you're, you're trying to judge, you're yeah. trying to actually see, okay, I'm going to say who won this. You're judging it. And then as soon as you miss something, it's like, oh, damn it. I, I don't know what the hell happened there. It's like, yeah. It sucks. It, it's, it's not even like you miss one thing. You miss like all of a sudden you miss two minutes of the fight. You're like, fuck, where'd the round go? Who won that? Oh, the other guy got the takedown did some good ground playing. You missed the whole thing. You're like, shit, I had the other guy winning the round. No, there's no way that guy. Oh, no way. Round. There's no way. Two, two and a half minutes of it went to the other guy almost finishing him. I was like, oh. um. I did want to ask you about the uh, Bagoy fight, the fence, yeah. the fence grab. Okay, is that? Boy, more- I, I'm going to tell you right now, your boy DC. Will you talk about being a homer? He was taking a page out of your book because I know he trained with Bagoy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he just he didn't he didn't get it done. I mean, he I felt like outside of the fence grab, he just didn't have. He's a step behind. He was only throwing ones and twos. Didn't try to follow up with threes and fours. Um, you know, he did some good things, but he just didn't. I, I feel here's the thing. And I, I get into the Tyron Woodley thing as well. I feel like we're not even back to Tony Ferguson. Sorry, I'm bouncing around here. Is that we're not getting we're not getting I'm excited for the fights, but we're not getting the best fighters. We're not getting the best of them. That was not the best Tony Ferguson we've we've seen. I don't know if it's the crowd. I don't know if it's because limited camps. I, it's, that's not that's that's not the best. I'm not taking anything from Justin. I'm just saying that I have seen Tony fight way better, and we've all seen Tony fight way better. I felt Tony fight way better. So um, it just that I, Bagoy, he's never been a cardio king. Listen, I'm not going to no. beat around the bush, and I'm not trying to be a homer either. Um, I just I don't think we're getting the best fights. The they're not the best prepared. You're not fighters. getting the best performance. The best performances out of them. Don't get me wrong. I'm fucking okay. ecstatic that we're getting to watch fights, but I don't know if that has to do with whether their their gyms are, are closed, whether they're just trying to slap together training camps, or the crowd really does. The lack of a crowd really does have an effect. I'm wondering on a lot things. of guys. I've I've said that some some fighters. This is going to help. Yeah. You know, and I can I can name guys in the past that you know had careers where. If you watched them in the gym or you trained with them, you went, oh, my God. And then you would watch them when they went out under the lights with the crowd and they were just a different fighter. They just couldn't pull the trigger the same way. They just wouldn't attempt things that in the gym they just went to time after time after time. Yeah. And there's guys that I think that the crowds, you know, it's going to affect their performance in a negative way. And there's guys that it's going to affect their performance in a positive way because they're that guy that doesn't handle the pressure of the actual fight. This is why we say we've got game day fighters. Okay, uh, dude, on game day, that that dude, he's there. 
And there's those guys that, that that's the pressure that actually hinders their performance. So I think you're seeing both. You know, there was some great performances in there, but the thing about Blagoy against Sakai, and oh, here, I'll, I'll be a homer for it. Both of those guys came from Bellator. <laughs> but the, the fence grab is the question. And the, the fence grab with what you saw. The real question is this. Uh, if I thought that that fence grab stopped an actual true takedown from occurring, I'm going to take a point. Anytime you grab the fence and it actually stops what will be a change of position, no doubt you are going to end up on the ground. I'm going to take the point from you. There's no warning. I'm going to take it. And I can, I can point out fights, you know, that, Hey, I did that. Mm -hmm. Now, if I'm not sure that it was going to end up with the takedown, then I'm going to do the warning like Jason did. So I would say that Jason looked at it and was like, I don't, he kind of went down, but he was able to get himself up. And that's why I'm going to give the warning and not take the point. It's a close one. It's a close call. And it's, 50% of the people are going to say you're right. 50% of the people are going to say you're wrong, no matter what decision you make. John, you're wrong. So. Okay. It should okay, have been a point. It should have been a point. <laughs> okay. The reason why it should have been a point, even with the fence grab, he still kind of got a takedown. He would have had a more explosive takedown. He probably could have ended up in a better position what, when they hit the what ground. What did I just say? What did I just say? I just said, John, if you're wrong. I thought that it would take, that would be what stopped the actual takedown from occurring, and he would have ended up down the ground and I would have taken the point. If I didn't think he was going to end up in a bad position on the ground, then I would have warned him off of it because it didn't affect it. If it affects the fight where it changes it, and, and there's a big question of if that takedown had occurred, does Blagoy keep Sakai on his back and does he get the win based upon he had won one of the rounds on all the, all the judges' scorecards, so maybe he would have won that third round and he would have gotten the decision victory over Sakai. So there's a good possibility that that grab saved Sakai, you know, from losing that fight. I'm going to give Herzog a hard time about this. This is just, <laughs> what has he got against the AK fighters, man? What has he got? Just... Oh, I can, I, you, want me, let me, you want me to start giving a list just of list things? Of things, no, list of things. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the, the takedown, he could have, it's that we'll never know kind of situation because it's a tough one yeah i would have taken the point only because he was still even after the takedown or even after the fence grab he was still able to get him down he just didn't end up in a better position like he would have had he it altered got, it altered it, the takedown it altered the landing and where the positioning would have been for him yeah. to get the takedown and what yep. position he would have been on top so who knows um there was a fight uh i can't remember the guy's name but he was it's so funny he was the ginger he was oh the you're talking about billy q Quarantillo yep. against Carlisle, Spike Carlisle. That fight was fun. That was fun. a great fight. That was fun. Oh, fuck yeah. That was fun. And I got to say, I way, love that fight. The way Carlisle started off the fight with the jumping head kick kind of reminded me of uh, what Travis Brown and Verdum. Verdum. He just ran across and tried to like <laughs> sidekick him in the face. But it was, I thought it was beautiful. It was a great, uh, great fight. Close fight. Um, I had it 1 1 going into round three. I had Carlisle winning the first. Yep. I had Carlisle losing the second. Close. Yeah. I'm losing the second. Yeah, your boy DC said, oh, yeah. no, he got it. He said, DC, you are, you're watching the wrong fight, dude. Yeah, I text him, and he's like, oh, yeah, he's got to finish him. I'm like, what in the hell no are you way. talking are you about? crazy? Like, Bro, maybe, I don't know, maybe you're maybe you're 15 feet away instead of 6 did, feet away from the did cage. You, <laughs> did you not see that boy almost get 
was it three, maybe two triangle attempts. There was a couple submission attempts by, by yeah. Corintillo. That was, you know, I've known Billy for a long time and, and Carlisle is, comes from California too, but Billy is man, just a tough kid. And he was in the ultimate fighter and, and he wasn't ready for it at that time. Yeah. He didn't have the skill set. Now his skill set, you know, he's got a really good submission game, but man, the one thing that he has proven time and time again is you are going to have to just put him out because he is not going to stop. He is not going to quit. He's not going to stop moving and he's going to wear you out. He knows that I've got to get the fight into that next round. I've got to get past this first round. This guy's really strong, really explosive. Let me, let me make it through it. He lost the round. It's okay. Now it's my turn to start. I'm going to yeah. keep that pressure on you and start wearing you down. And he did because, you know, and the, the, there was that one moment Carlisle ends up at the end of the first, you know, he wins the round, no doubt. And he gets up with like four seconds left yeah. and starts walking away. And it's like, what are you doing? There? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I love the fact that Billy Q comes over. Yep. And you see the referee is Mark. And he's trying to like, don't stop him. He decided to walk away. Yeah. That's his choice. Let yeah. him go. And it's, you know, I just look and say, sometimes guys do things. You go, what are you thinking? There is time left on the clock. Use it. Yeah, it's it's those guys that are, they broke away with a 100-yard run, right, in the in the NFL, and they dropped the ball at the one-yard line celebrating yep. too early. And yep. uh, he got up. I think there was, like you said, four seconds left. People don't realize how long four seconds is. <sighs> he got up and walked all the way across the cage in less than four seconds, and he got Clipped because of it, got clocked because turn your back to me. Anyways, I mean that's that's one of those like just brain farts. Like, what are you doing? Yep. Kind of showboating a little bit. And uh, but um, what's the kid's name? What's his last name? Q. What do you call him? Q. Quarantillo. Quarantillo. Okay, that kid is thirty-one years old. Looks like yep. he's about sixteen. Not a kid. Oh yeah. Yeah, Always but he has. looks like he's about sixteen. He's a kid to us, okay? Because I'm, we're, I'm, I, you're really old. <laughs> I'm old, but he, you're really old. Well, I'm just glad that you're getting into the grandfather. Yes, I'm getting close. I'm getting close. <laughs> he is. Um, he looks like he's like sixteen years old. Yeah. I saw the stats, and when he said he was thirty-one, I was like, that's got to be a typo. There's no way this yep. kid's like twenty-one, maybe twenty-two. But uh, I thought it was a good performance. Like you said, he weathered the storm, was able to come back yep. and finish strong in the second and the third. But uh, Carlisle is definitely fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Well, you can tell. Carlisle, first off, he's he's crazy, mm. okay? Because just taking the chances that he was taking shows that, you know what, he's got that in him. Yeah. He's super strong because he muscled his way out of some tight positions. You know, just very athletic, strong. And he honestly was in good shape. Yeah. He yes. just didn't know when to take those breaks during the fight when he should have. Yep. Which is just fight IQ. Yep. He just doesn't have it right at this moment. That fight IQ that's going to get him the win in that situation instead of making it to where he's going to lose it. So. Yeah. I, I, we, we had Anthony, when we talked about Anthony Smith when he fought um, Glover. You've got to find the right times to rest. Yeah. And Carlisle didn't. Like anytime he had a chance, an opportunity to take a breath, he didn't. He tried to push the pace and make it and make it go. Yeah. Which you can't be mad at that. As a promoter, no, you're no, like, no, 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 no. No, but you got you gotta sit there and go, as yeah. a fan, that's awesome. As the guy in the corner for him, the trainer, you go, whoa, slow down, take your time. Yeah. You know, this is that moment. Hey, grab two big breaths of air. Yep. That's gonna help you. 
And you got to find those moments to grab that fuel because that fuel is going to be needed because when it's depleted and now you're trying to grab it while someone's after you, it's a whole different story. Yeah, it's that video game. Your power level is low and you got to like kind of just let it build back up by resting yep. a little bit, staying away, being defensive, whatever it is, uh, yeah. get in that top position. You've got to find the right places to rest. And like we've always talked about fight IQ. He just didn't show it. And that's when you when you lack that and that little bit of difference would have would have led to him getting the win. It well, really he he exactly what you're saying. He showed that fight IQ will make the difference in when you are the better athlete because he was the better athlete. Mm -hmm. You're the stronger, bigger, yeah, I'm going to uh, tougher. You know, you're just as tough as yeah. Billy is and you have all these advantages, but you let them go because you're not fighting intelligently at times that is going to put you in the position to get that win at the end. So you have gas, so you're not exhausted and allowing this guy to hit you with shots that normally would not wouldn't hit you. Yeah, when you get to a top position like a place where you can rest and get those those deep breaths, you have to remember that if you if you take too long in those areas if, by resting, get your two deep breaths and then move on. If you take too long, your opponent knows that you're taking long because you're tired and you're stalling. So you don't have much time anyways. So why not slow it down? Get your two breaths regather your wits about you okay say what's my next step and go because in that amount of time literally two maybe three seconds your opponent's going to be like getting their breath as well but he's also thinking like if you sit here too long i'm out of here i'm doing oh. what i can i'm gonna go 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 because you're obviously tired and you're just trying to hold me here so you're not going to have much time either so i i thought it was uh the fight iq lacked but it was definitely one of my favorite fights of the night for sure oh it was fun it was a great fight a great win i even you know tweeted out to Billy, that was a beautiful performance. You know, tough, tough opponent showed you know grit, showed determination, and showed that hey, you don't have to win every minute of the of the fight to get that win. And he just put on a great performance. Uh, how about Ro how about Roosevelt Roberts? Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't see it. Brock Weaver and Roosevelt okay. Roberts. That you know, Brock. This is the difference. Roosevelt Roberts came out of the Contender Series and had his first loss and we talked about it and i said you know super athletic very super fast man he his hands are so fast and you could just see the 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 difference in speed and athleticism between him and a very tough durable guy in brock weaver but you know roberts learned from that fight i think with vince pichel where he was trying to put Pichel away. He's throwing all these techniques, and he's burning through gas to the point where all of a sudden he's tired. Now he's trying to rest, and now he's got a guy in Pichel who doesn't get tired and is now pressing that issue and putting pressure on him, taking him down, putting weight on him, and he got his first loss. Well, you, you look at this fight against Brock Weaver. Brock is tough, and Brock is durable, and you know he, he thrives on being that gritty, tough, brawling-style fighter. And Roosevelt basically showed, you know what, speed, athleticism, and good technique will get you very far against yes. a very tough guy. Yes. And uh, just put on a very good performance. Really looked good. Starting, I think he was calling out Matt Frivola, wanting to take on Matt Frivola after that. But 
Is Roberts the It'd one? Be interesting. That, is Roberts the one that talked with DC afterwards? He has the tattoos on his chest. Yeah, he's got the mob tattoo. Yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Mob, mob for money or something like that. It was. Yeah, yeah. yeah I understand. Yeah. yeah, I did actually see that. Sorry, I did see that fight. I missed some of the prelims because I was trying to juggle around. I was ordering food and doing other stuff here for the gym stuff. Well, um, that's because you. That's that's your COVID fifteen. Yeah, dude. it's my COVID fifteen. <laughs> it was it was two large extra large pizzas. Oh, and see? some uh, boneless buffalo chicken wings. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, they were actually really good. I was very surprised. I'm not a big Buffalo person, you know, but it was, yeah. they were good. Very impressive. Um, yeah, I actually thought his performance was very good. The speed, the athleticism, really? you know, oh. all nicely done. Nice, nice work. Um, his, his interview was hilarious though, because <laughs> he was just cracking me up. I think he thought DC was going to jump on the, on the conversation with him, like the way he was talking and, and DC kept changing the 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 next question. Next question. It was just it was it was a funny funny interview and good conversation. But very talented, very good uh, athlete. And like you said, like the little bit of that fight IQ and some changes from his last fight to this fight um, will go a long way. Yeah, so. really, really, just looked so good and showed. You know what? You're learning, and that's yeah. that's what you do with a loss and learn from it. It's okay. You're going you're to have those moments. As long as you learn, uh, this is where I went wrong, then it's all good. Yeah, you're going to have those moments. Unless you're Kabib. No. <laughs> <laughs> Kabib. No, okay. Well, he um, hasn't had that moment yet. Not yet. Not yet. Knock on wood. Uh, that's me being a homer. Okay, so should we get into the T-Wood thing? Uh, let's talk about Chikugian. Okay. Yeah, Chik I, I, I can't right, say her, I can't say say her name. Either. Caitlin Chikugian, Chikugian. Chikagian, I've heard. I, 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 anyway. uh, go Man, ahead. And she looked good. You talk about smart performance. Don't see it because she came up as a stand-up fighter too. Yeah, got really good kicks, good technique. Why? Why are you going to stand up with Shevchenko? You know, took her to the ground, beat her. That was a ten-eight round in the first round, ten-eight round in the second round. Yeah, I thought. Uh, I think all the judges. I don't know. Not, not sure if all the judges had it that way, but just dominant. And man, you got to give it to Valentina Shevchenko. She Shevchenko was tough. She had some positions where she was getting choked. It was fairly tight. She's not giving in. She's fighting it. She's trying to post up on her hands to get herself back and up. She's taking shots to the face. Never ever stopped throughout that fight. Just a gritty, tough performance when things were they just weren't going her way at all. Never stopped. Never quit. Never gave in. Really, I, I mean, just a dominant performance by Caitlin. But really, I got to give Valentina credit. I'm sorry, I'm not Valentina. Valentina. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and what's her name? Uh, is it Chris? Uh, Antonio. Antonino. Antonino. Antonina. Antonina. Yeah. Okay. El Pantera. How's that? <laughs> um. Yeah, I, mean, I guess to be desired is that she, there was never any quit in her. She never, never thought for a moment, I think, to give up. Never. Um, you know, it, she's definitely different than her sister. Oh, yeah. You know, um, it's not fair to compare her to her sister. But, but it's uh, going to happen. But it's going to happen. That's just Because I just did it by screwing up the name. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the nature. of the. It's funny you did that because I was, I actually did an interview the other day with this uh, UK uh news newspaper and they had and i got into the whole valentina this valentina that and they're like no 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 we're not talking about that i was like oh i'm sorry i'm, I'm oh, sorry yeah. I, uh, 
So yeah, it's easy to do. Um, that's that's because she's so prevalent in the sport and so good. She's I think and she's, good everywhere. Yeah, she's gonna be around for a long time. Like she'll be oh. the champ for a long time. I don't see she, I don't see a whole lot of girls being able to beat her for a couple of years. One twenty five? No, no. Um, yeah, good performance. I mean, tough performance. You know, um, you know, it's it's the fight game, and you got to learn from it. I mean, she got to work um getting back getting back to the drawing board and working on getting back up to her feet and keeping that distance, keeping her back off the cage. You know, and uh, you know, and working up to to at least to come up on single legs or come up on something. You know, you got to be able to get up from the bottom in in all areas in the center of the cage against the fence. I mean, now the the game plan now is to pull people out into the middle of the cage. You got to learn how to use, to, you know, not use the fence and be able to get up still without using the fence. You know, because we use that we for the longest time people use the fence as a crutch to like defend the takedowns as well as use the fence to get up by wall walking or cage walking as you would call it. And um, and I feel like now the the everything's shifting to where takedowns are being taken, you know, more into the center of the cage and people have a hard time getting them off their back and people's jujitsu games off their back are not all that great anymore either. You know, on back of the day, you know, from hoist on up for a while, it was like, Oh, all the submissions came from the back. You know, it's not, it's not the case anymore. So people's bottom game is, was all predicated upon like, get me to the fence. You see people scooting to the fence, put my back to the fence and get up. But, you know, um, people now are making some adjustments and keeping them away from the fence. So it makes it harder for them to get up. They've got to work on their bottom game from a, from away from the fence. So absolutely. It's a matter of I'm listening to Michael Bisping. She needs, she needs to push the knee. I'm like, she's not even close to fucking pushing the knee. What are you talking about? <laughs> but, but yes, he's right. You know, you, you don't want to stay in that. You've got to do things to start getting yourself back. Yeah. At least into a position to be in a better defensive position but it's a you know this the, the game of mma has got a whole lot of you know tools that need to be put in the tool bag and when you go into fighting and you become successful with a limited set of tools and it doesn't matter that you don't have that ability to fight off your back it doesn't matter until someone exposes you yeah and then when they expose you then you either say okay i got exposed now I walk into the gym and I flop on my back and say, get on top of me and let's work at this. And I've got to learn how to get myself out of these positions or at least become offensive from these positions. So I'm not just taking in this position of just getting, getting beat on. Yeah. Okay. T wood burns. Oh man. Gilbert burns looks so good, dude. So good. Because did he look good or did T Wood just not look good at all? It's both. I'm just, you know, it's uh, in my opinion, and it's just my opinion. T Wood is a different fighter now. He's lost that. He had that, you know, that thing as far as going after something and being the aggressive guy that walked through other, you know, take a look at when he beat Robbie Lawler. He hardly backed up with Robbie and yeah. Robbie hits like a truck. So he went through Robbie going after him to say, you know what? I need to I put pressure and he was putting pressure on everyone. Look at what he did when he fought Steven Thompson pressured the entire time, you know, had to do that. And that's what he did. Well, what made T Woods successful was not only his wrestling ability and being able to keep guys from taking him down, but it was the pressure that he put and then he had that long range right hand because that 
the ability for him to move his feet when he would he would he would be at a distance that people thought, oh, he can't hit me. And he would swing that right hand and shuffle his feet and slide and boom, and he would land that thing. And all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, I've got to protect myself from this distance. And things just started going downhill for them. I don't know if there's a confidence factor that has occurred with the loss to Usman, but the guy that I watched last night, even when he first came out, he, you know, he tried to hold the center of the cage and you saw Burns was the guy that was, he was leading the dance. As Chael would say, you know, hey, this is a dance. One guy's going to lead. Gilbert, from the very beginning, started leading that dance. He was the one that was dictating where the fight was going to go. He was the one that was creating the angles on the stand-up from the very beginning. He, he lands the shot that hurts Seawood. I'll give, you know, Tyrone credit for, you know, surviving on the ground, yes. being smart, you know, holding on until he gets his wits back. He got opened up with a cut. He didn't let the cut affect him. But he's just not fighting the same way or as effectively as he did before. And sometimes that's, you know, a confidence factor in you. Sometimes it's the confidence factor in your opponent. When someone sees the blueprint on how to beat you and goes, okay, I've seen it done. I know it can be done and I can do it. And they have confidence. And I think that's what Gilbert had coming in. That's what you see in the fight because, I mean, let's be honest. Tyron did not win him. He didn't win a minute of that fight. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple things. There's uh, my fight analysis of that situation is this. He's been out for 15 months. He comes back. And one of the very first exchanges, he gets dropped. That right there is like, this is not how I planned my comeback. This it, it, it's a snowball effect. No, it really is true. Like shit, I'm ready to fight. And like even he said, I had a great camp. I felt physically great. No injuries. He was ready to fight. He has no excuses. I, I tip my hat for him saying that. He just said, Gilbert, you know, put it put it on me. The bottom, I for me, I feel like when you're out that amount of time, first couple exchanges, you get caught and clipped. The speed, uh, I felt like T Wood had the speed, but he didn't have the the he he wasn't able to pull the trigger. Yeah. I, I would tell you, I think Gilbert had the speed. Gilbert, look, Gilbert's hands were fast at times. They, they were. When, when you saw, you know, Gilbert many times, you know, he's he's touch, touch, touching, yeah. you know, just looking and just pairing for little moments. But when he decided, I'm going, boop, yeah. man, he was fast. You got to give Burns credit, man. He is looking phenomenal right now no, in is. his stand-up game. He's got confidence. He finally has that confidence in his stand-up game because, he got hit by T Wood twice. That you know what? They, they were solid. Yeah. He just took one step backward and came right back to what he was doing. Man, he you know, I just don't. Hey, there we go. That. I don't see right now if if T Wood stays with what he's doing. Yeah. He's it's it's going to be tough. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> no. So there's there's that. Like my other point was on the Gilbert Burns, is that he trains with Usman. So I think he understands going to 170. He understands how probably how well he does against Usman in different types of uh, exchanges, whether it's on the feet or on the ground. It really comes down to the fact that these guys like Colby Covington, T. Wood, Usman, like if Usman and, and Burns were to ever fight, which I don't, they, they probably won't, they're on the same team, but you're, you can't take him down. You don't want to take him down. 
He's <laughs> probably one of, if not the best jujitsu guy. I mean, outside of Damian Maia, he's probably the best jujitsu guy in the game right now. That's how damn good he is on the ground. Who I mean, Lovato's no, gone. He, he's, 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 yeah, no, he's up there, no doubt about it. You look and you go, in the UFC, I would yeah. definitely say he's probably got the best submission game there is. Well, let's not even say the UFC. Let's say in Bellator, who else? Lovato's gone, so who else do we have? I mean, if I'm talking MMA jiu-jitsu as well as just normal jiu-jitsu, who else is there that's as good? If you're just talking pure jiu-jitsu with a gi? No, I'm talking, I I can talk MMA jiu-jitsu as well, but I can also talk pure jiu-jitsu with a gi as well. I would give it to him. I mean, you have Damian Maia, you've got him, you've got Lovato Jr., but Lovato's not in in anymore. I mean, we've all heard Gegard Mousasi's really good. You know, we've seen him, he's very good on the ground. But I mean, straight, if I'm talking like your straight jiu-jitsu skills, I don't know who else his, is better is, than him on no, the ground. I'll give, I'll give it to you. He's right. Yeah. He's right at the top. Yeah. You know, and and he had you know he had the fight against uh, Gunnar Nelson, which is a guy who I really appreciate Gunnar's yeah. ground game, and never really got there. He hurt him, but you, know, you look and you go, there's nobody that's going to want to be on the no. ground with Gilbert. No one wants that. So now you have the speed on the hands. He's kind of opened up a little bit on the kicks. There were some good body kicks he threw last night against against mm. T Wood and just made T Wood's hands stay here loyal. When you people don't get it is that when you're throwing those body kicks or you're throwing body shots, it's keeping their hands loyal to their ribs, which means it's hard for them to reach out and extend. It makes them cautious to pull the trigger because of those body kicks. And all it takes is one and it's it's over, you know, and uh it's and I felt like he did that enough to keep T Wood from pulling the trigger. Cause I felt the speed advantage was to T Wood when he pulled, but he just didn't pull enough. And that's why. And they ne- I've I've always said this: the best defense is offense. And when you're not offensive, like no, nothing's going on. You're, man. Easy, like, you're it, easier to deal with. Exactly. If you're afraid to pull the trigger, it ends up it ends up just being a snowball effect. And that's what I saw last night. You know, once he got dropped in the first, was able to get out, get back to his feet, all those things. But it just was like, okay, let me back away. The speed's there. He Gilbert, you could tell, had been fighting consistently. Uh, from his past fights, he had the momentum and the ball rolling from his last fight to this fight. He's on cloud nine. Confidence is key. T. Wood, 15 months off. First couple exchanges gets dropped. Snowball effect. It starts going down. So much mental menta- uh, mentality goes into this that it just it was it just he shut off. And as the fight progressed, it got worse. I felt like worse and worse and worse. In the fifth round, I think he knew he had a, to get a knockout. Oh, and yeah. he tried. He tried, but he still was only throwing ones. He threw like he tried to hit. He tries to parry that that jab down and come over the top of that overhand right. I've sparred with him a couple times, you know, out at uh, BJ Penn's place and at AK. That's his money shot. You saw him do it to Josh Koscheck when he fought him. He parried oh, over yeah. the top, boom, boom, right hand, left hook, so fast, so explosive, and that's his that's his bread and butter. But he just couldn't get it last night, and I think with Gilbert Burns, the the his confidence, knowing what. He saw his teammate Usman do to T. Wood. He's like, "This, I, I can do this. I can do." Well, also, also, I think one of the things that benefits for Burns, there's a guy named Logan Storley who yeah. trains where he trains, and Logan, as far as wrestling, is every bit the match for Tyron Woodley, yeah, especially in MMA wrestling. And so, you know, I think Gilbert spent a lot of time, so he was confident in the fact that, hey, I can take Woodley down, and yeah. did. Yeah, you know, and that opens up things for you, and it also puts Woodley in that defense position. And I think that's what Usman, in winning, showed and 
what, you know, I'm sure he talked to Gilbert Burns about, hey, if you can make him have to deal with that takedown too, he shuts down in his offense, yeah. slows himself down because he's not confident that, oh, I'm not going to get taken down. He doesn't want to be on his back. So there was just everything. And I, I think at this point, you know, Tyron has got to figure out where he wants to go because, you know, 38, 38 years old. 30, he's 38. Yeah. 38. Yeah. So at 38, you know, what is it that you, you know, want to accomplish more? And what is, what is there for you to be doing that's beneficial to you and your yeah. career? At this point, he's going to have to change something up because, well, guys, guys have got it figured out right now. Yeah, I was going to say you've seen this happen um, several times. Champions are champions, and as soon as they lose, it's almost like their mystique is gone, and people, like you said, figured him out. And <clears throat> for the longest time, he he was one of those <clears throat> really good wrestlers, but just never really utilized his wrestling. He more wanted to try to keep it on the feet. And always, it felt like always. When, when he wanted to utilize his wrestling, it was because he was tired. And then by then it's too it's too late. It's already you're already too it's already you're too tired to get the takedowns. And you don't want to work for those when you're tired. You know, um, I think he, he's like you said, he's been figured out. But do you at 38 years old, do you want to reinvent yourself? I don't think so. I, I that's one is that's man, I tell you what, it's 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 the little things, Josh. You know that. Yeah. He doesn't have to reinvent himself, but he has to know when I go into a fight, I have to do these things. I have to be the aggressor. I have to be the guy that's controlling where this fight is at. I cannot allow someone else to dictate the pace of a fight that I am in because that will go bad for me. And that's, that's a little thing but it can lead to a huge difference in your performance. Yeah. At 38 years old though, what happens and I speak from experience is that when you don't pull the trigger is because you feel like you're a step behind, not a step, no. not even so much a step behind. You're just, you feel like you're off a tiny bit. The person is just as fast. Whereas before you were always the fastest, you know, or you always had some sort of advantage in certain areas. And also losing your title, losing the way he lost it to Usman, just got outworked, out hustled, out wrestled. He got everything, and the same thing happened last night. And when that happens, it's I feel like it's it's the hesitation of pulling the trigger because you're afraid that you, you don't want to get knocked out. You've you were the former champion. There's almost like all this pressure on you to. To, self-imposed pressure yes it is self-imposed pressure yes 100 percent it is to live up to what your expectations are of yourself when you were the champion you know yeah. like oh i was this i was no 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 yes you were but this is this is different now first off it doesn't matter what you were yesterday yes i know okay it's, but it's, it's hard all it's, about today oh yeah it is it's hard for athletes not, tonight but it does not matter what you were yesterday it's all about today and tomorrow because yesterday is it's in the past yeah and you got to let that shit go it doesn't matter and if what was working for you in the past is not working for you in the present yeah you got two choices change or leave yeah because it's, you're gonna end up getting the same result yeah he's gonna have a hard time uh unless he makes some adjustments i all i feel like all he has to do is pull the trigger a little bit more 
Uh, you know, the guy, the guy who is sitting there going, why, why is Leon Edwards? Yeah. Because he's going, that should have been me. Yeah. Yep. And because, and because of that, it, because it wasn't him, it's Gilbert Burns and Leon Edwards is going to be a crazy fight. <laughs> it's going to be a crazy fight. But I mean, I'm hearing that Leon's going to get the next title shot. I don't know how true Ooh. that is. I don't know if that's going to happen. I would imagine they would probably do the the Masvidal Usman fight, given that they're both here locally, you know, in the states, and they could fight at the apex ver versus where Leon's in the UK. And you have to fight on yeah, Fight Island. It's become more of a they don't know when that's going to. Really is be there around. a Fight Island? Yeah. Is there really? I, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't know. We're going to find out. I don't know either. I don't know. Oh yeah, we'll find, find out. out. You know, the, I, I have a feeling that uh, somewhere along the way, someone's going to go. Ha! Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> They uh they they I mean they they would they they trademarked all the names for it. It's UF. Oh yeah, did you, did you see the thing? What's that? What's that dude? John Oliver. On, uh, John Oliver. Yeah, he goes because of Fight Island. He goes U F S E A. Yes, you, <laughs> and they're, they're actually going to trademark it. That's I like, did. You did already. Yeah. yeah, they trademarked like three or four of them. That's great. Three, I yeah, love that. Crazy man. Yeah. I hey was, man. I thought it was someone good, comes though. up with something, steal it. Yeah. Good job. It's yours. Did you guys see um, John Jones and Dana White? Of course get, we get did. Into it? Oh, yes. Glad you could come with something um, useful today. Of importance. That's uh, a good uh, job, Dave. Way to bring that up because yeah. you know what it is important. You, you know what I have to because Josh doesn't fucking read any MMA in this. <laughs> uh, this guy. Whoa. What is your take on that? Who's telling the truth? Come on, Josh. One of them's telling the truth. John Jones. I never thought I would say this. You there are you right. You are right. I, I, John Jones is telling the truth. Yeah. I, I never thought I would say this. I never thought I would back up anything John does. Um, I, I think it's very, first off, let's just clear the air. He's not going to, UFC is never going to let him go. They are never no. going to cut him. <laughs> no. You are fucking crazy. I saw like after John did all his tweets and this, everyone's like, fucking see you later. Bye, Felicia. This and that. I'm like, you're all the same people that'll be slobbering all over the fucking $85 pay-per-view numbers oh, to buy oh, it yeah. and watch him fight the next time he has a, a fight. It doesn't matter. Look, and what I love is it's true. He he doesn't know how to spell Deontay Wilder. but Not he, at all. <laughs> at all. But he's not asking for Deontay Wilder money. And I don't think any UFC fighter has ever asked for that, maybe except for maybe Brock. You know, some, oh, no, I think there's others. And Con maybe Connor, I think, is somewhere yeah, in there. Maybe. You know, but not me. He's like, not me. Not me. But I mean, like, sure, what you ask for and what you get, totally different situations. But you gotta have a you gotta have a benchmark. I don't think any I don't think John Jones is going, hey, give me 30, 40 million dollars, 50 million dollars. He's not saying that. But like he said, I'll settle for half of that. When in fact he's only getting half of the half of that, you know, every fight, which is about five. He said what five million is what he's getting per per fight, pretty much, is what it sounded like in okay. some of his tweets. That's good money. That's that's phenomenal yeah. money. Um, that's phenomenal money. Um, do I think he deserves more? I don't know. I, I really does he I, deserve more for that fight? Yes, yes, he does. Oh, why? But, but not much more. Not a title fight. Not much more. He's not. He's not throwing his title on the line. Yeah, you're right. And but it's it, definitely it, not the heavyweight title fight. So why does he deserve more? It's a, It really is a super fight. Is it a super fight? Yeah, it is. It is. Everyone knows that Francis Ngannou is the fucking 
savage heavyweight out there. Like he's just scary. Just nobody wants. None of these guys really want to fight Francis. So you say, "Hey, I'm gonna fight you." Fight Francis. She's like, "Yeah, I'll fucking take a hard pass." Well, yeah. I think I th- you know I think that what you have is that whole. It's the doubt you have Francis that has exactly what you think. he's got that power. Mm-hmm. He's got that ability to just touch you once and end your night. Yeah. But everyone looks at John Jones and goes, eh, "That guy's got." technique that guy's got fight iq that guy's got all these elements which element wins is it the freaking brute force of nangano does he put jones's lights out or does jones just fight really smart and just frustrate him pick him apart put him on his back you don't know and that's why that is what makes it a good fight that's what makes it interesting that's why people want to see it I think people want to see it for probably some of the reasons that I want to see it. I want to see John Jones lose. Yeah. <laughs> and some people want to see him win. I, I'm sorry. I mean, like I started off the conversation by saying I never thought I would agree with Jones. I think what John what John is saying is is accurate. He he's not asking for a lot of money. It doesn't sound like he is right, from his the, mouth, but he does deserve a pay upgrade. If you're going up okay. in weight class. But you're if you're gonna do something like this. Josh, you know you've got to be smarter in the way you do it. Has he and done this, anything this that is... makes you think he's going to do it smarter? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Ah, come on. I mean, you you look and you go, John, don't put out right away. Hey, I'll fight Ngano. I want th- I want this. You ne- ne- don't, leave the money thing to the side. Okay, what the first thing you want to do is get all of these people all of the MMA fans out there, the dummies like you and me, Josh, and get them to be talking about, hey, did you not hear John Jones said, I'll fight Ningano and I'll whip his ass. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what John should have put out. Hey, Dana, you want someone to fight that guy? I'll fight him right now and I will whip his ass. I'm telling you, it's guaranteed. Mm -hmm. Put the Joe Namath statement out there. I guarantee it. Now what are people doing? Now people are going back and forth. Hey, do you think Jones can beat Ningano? No, Ningano's going to knock out Jones. Jones doesn't have a chance. Jones is going to kill him. You're going all that talk starts going, and all you got to do is John Jones is shut up, stop. You don't have to say anything, and then finally come back and say, Hey, all you people out there, do you really want to see this guy that you think is this monster die? Do you really want to see this guy get destroyed? Because I will destroy him. That's your next one you put out. And you get people talking again. And eventually what happens is people, the fans, will get to the point where they now are begging for that fight. They're pushing. They're they're talking. And the reporters start asking Dana White about it. And Dana keeps on getting these things. And all of a sudden, Dana gets this incredible idea. I don't know where it came from, but... You know what? I think I want to put Ngano against John Jones. <laughs> what do you think? I think this is a great I think this could be a great fight. And as soon as that occurs, now Jones is sitting in the position of power. Now he's sitting there because he hasn't talked about money and who comes at him saying, "Hey, hey, what do you think about fighting Ngano?" And Jones goes, "Dude, I'll do it right now." And they'll say, "Okay, this is what we want to pay you." Nope, this is what I want. Because now it's in their court. They've already asked you to do the fight. Now it's just about how much you're going to do it for. <clears throat> Don't put out that stuff before. That's not the way you know a smart person goes about doing this. I just look at it. 
he set it up wrong. Well, you know what I'm talking about. You know, there's ways of setting a fight up. Yeah. Yeah. And get Dana to say, I thought of this fight. I knew the fans wanted to see it. This is what I want to give them. Great. Do it. Make it work for you. Well, I mean, now that you you changed the conversation and directed it that way, <laughs> I, I basically just want to say, like, you got to blame his manager. Your manager should be doing a better job of getting you that fight. Now you're I don't, now you're putting Malky down. Man. What's up with you? I get what, two what, what shits. Is your problem, I get two shits about what Malky <laughs> thinks. Um, the bottom line is, is like, sure, John's job is to to get the fight to happen. Is to yeah. Promoted on believe. social media, whatever it is. Yeah, um, that's your job. But I also do know that Dana has a way of going behind managers' back. So before I get into Malky too much, is that he will text the fighter directly and say, "Hey, sure, you know what about this fight? Are you interested? Are you serious? Are you just on t- Twitter and just all, stirring the pot?" All John has to do is go, "Yep, yep." That's yeah. all he's got to say. Yeah. I don't know if they have that kind of relationship. Maybe there's more conversations. Maybe there's more like, hey, Why? I want this money. Hey, I mean, like, hey, what are you looking for? Who knows? Maybe Dana did ask him. Who knows? I mean, I think it's very, I think it's hilarious that John says, why don't you call your lawyer and release your taxes? Like, let's, you know, and oh, Dana, yeah. Dana comes out and says, let's take a lighter detector test. No, no, just release the taxes since we've already had this conversation. Well, yeah. That's, you know, Dana came out saying some things and, you know, yeah. you know, he wants crazy money. You know, you, you guys have, you know, I should, you know, I'm not going to put out, you know, the text, but, you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, and then John goes, go ahead, put them out. Yeah. Call your lawyer. Yeah. Let's put them out. That, that, let that right there. Anytime you tell somebody that you already know who's telling the truth and who's not. <laughs> That's it. I was like, okay. If you're telling someone. I know, I know what it is. Release the text messages. Go ahead. Release the house. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. It brings me back to the old, the uh, Brendan Schaub. And uh, Dana White stuff. Oh, yeah, exactly. Eskimo Dude, brothers. Exactly what Go I was ahead. It was, it was all, you know, Dana saying all this stuff about, you know, Brendan and, you know, telling Israel, oh, you don't have to, you know, don't listen to him. He's a loser, this yeah. and that. Ask him he got knocked out. You know, Dana, Brendan goes with all this stuff. You know, hey, you know, this is not the way Eskimo brothers. And go ahead, your move. Yeah. <laughs> and Dana went, I'm going silent. Yeah. Because <laughs> he knew. Very smart move. Exactly. Very smart move. Back to the fight. I think that John Jones deserves a pay bump. I can't say how much. Maybe an extra mil. You know, maybe two. But, I mean, it's in that category. And here's the thing. I don't know what the pay-per-view numbers are going to be like. That would, You know, th- but this There's is no the real gauge. question. That's the hard part well, of the and promotion. That's, exactly. That's the part where you got to look and say, hey, I understand if the UFC says, hey, we want to put this fight on. Okay. Yeah. I'm... I can understand why they want to put it on, but right now with everything and no crowds, yeah. Look, you're losing a lot of money on that fight if you put it on now. Yeah. There's a gate to be made there that can put a lot of money in your bank account. So it's good. that fight is going to be costly. It's going to be costly to get Jones there, and so that's one that you might want to hold off on. But I can understand why they don't want to do it right now. Yeah. But I still think that that's a fight that they actually want to do. I, I do think, of course, they want to do the fight. Of course. I mean, they just want to get, <laughs> it'd be fucking crazy if they didn't want to do it. And John said that he's open to it. I think he deserves the pay bump. But like, but like Dana had came out and said, like, it's hard to put on these 
huge, like a Conor McGregor fight, because you're losing 18 to $20 million at the gate that you would normally oh, yeah. make. And then that goes into paying the fighter. You know, whatever whatever Connor's making, whatever John's making, John said he's making about five. I mean, the gate itself, you know, a portion of the gate covers his purse. It's it's a no-brainer for a promotion, or for a promoter. Or for the promoter. It's like, let's wait until there's a crowd. Let's. I get it, but we don't know when that crowd's going to happen. But you have the opportunity, or the UFC does, and John does now also, to build this up for the next six months until crowds come back. There you go. He's got an opportunity, a chance That's to, to do point. what you were talking about doing. You know, um, just keep it going, buddy. Keep it going. Yeah. Keep talking. Just every shit. now and then throw a text out there. Yeah. Hey, where's that? Where's that big dude? You know, the guy that hits hard, the one that I will fucking destroy. Yep. Yep. That's all you got to do. I would love to see that fight. Yeah. I would love to see that fight. Yeah. Now that I think about it, yeah, I think I would like it. Yeah. 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 You think so? Um, <laughs> what else? There was some. There was some other stuff that I wanted to talk to you about. Oh man, you always forget. I know. C C T E. C T E. It's very true. Very true. Uh, I don't know. What I will tell you. I I will tell you this. What about uh, Nevada? Ended up putting on the fights there. Yep. Right at the apex. Correct. At the apex. Where is is that at? That's right. Right on. uh, Right in the UFC facility. The UFC facility sits off of the two fifteen. Yeah, their offices sit off. It's probably about it's a couple of exits down from the 15. The 215 crosses it, and they're they're at Jones, which is perfect for John Jones right there. So, <laughs> it's, so it's the not their old right office there. there next to the the station casino down oh, that, no, 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 whatever that, no, that's, that was that's like been their... gone for a while. Okay, I, yeah, that's been gone for a while. They, they in fact back when the sale of the UFC was taking place, mm-hmm. that facility. The UFC offices were being put together, and that was part of the sale. Yeah, you know, and then it finally was finished. It didn't have the Apex Center, and then they decided, you know what, we're going to put because it had the Performance Institute was part of it. Yeah, you know, it had all the offices. The PI was part of it. Guys could go there and train, and then they decided to put an actual arena because they were they had the Ultimate Fighter. You know, uh, I don't want to say soundstage. It was you know an actual you know, warehouse area mm-hmm. that they did all of that that was, you know, close to the Rio there. And they decided, why are we, why are we, you know, still renting that out and doing this when we could have everything right here? And they went, and, you know, put that Apex Center on it. It's really nice. Nice thing. But the thing I wanted to talk about is you got a Nevada State Athletic Commission ended up, you know, being the, the regulators for the fight now. They're back in business. But they are asking, you know, the, what what's happening with the fighters, the officials, all of them is they come in, they get tested, right? They get they get their little COVID test, and then they get quarantined into their hotel room, and the UFC brings them meals from the from their uh, you know hotel. They're they're not the not the hotel. They bring them from the actual UFC performance center. They have that. They have a restaurant there. And so they bring them a lunch, a breakfast, dinner, so they can't leave. They are quarantined until they're brought out of their room to go and either train if they're the fighters or to go and go to the fights if they're the fighters or officials. They can't go anywhere. They're not allowed to leave. That here, let me just say it, sucks. That's horrible. That just sucks. I understand why they're doing it, but it's like, man, is it is it really necessary? I'm not sure, but. 
No, they're trying to take precautions. Absolutely so. not. It's absolutely not necessary. If you're tested and you <laughs> and you come back clean, there's Thank no you. reason. That's I, what I say. And, and DC and Rogan and they all talked about it too. Why are we six feet away? We all tested and we're not. None, none of us have it. Uh, so no. why are we six feet away from each other? That's because Bisping could give you something else you just don't know. <laughs> just kidding, Mike. <laughs> hey, cool thing about HIV is you can only get it once. <laughs> oh man! Unless you're Magic Johnson, oh jeez, hey, well, mess with Magic, dude. That's a miracle. Oh, uh huh, uh huh. <laughs> um, that's it's horrible. There's no reason for there's no reason to do it. I felt like there's, yeah, I can't imagine me. And here we are. We're talking about Bellator, you know, doing shows, you know, consecutively, you know, in July and August and into September probably. And I'm thinking to myself, man, if I hope I don't have to be quarantined in my room the whole time, not doing anything. No, I will go stir crazy. Yeah, and July and August can be hot. And like, you know, I mean, oh, I can't imagine. No way. I'm not sitting in my hotel. At least it's air conditioned. But I mean, you can't be able to go down to the lobby and have, you know, and have breakfast, lunch or dinner, whatever it is. But who knows? Like we always do. Yes. Yeah. That's where some of the best oh. action happens. Hell yeah. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. That sucks for them. Um. Uh, but it's nice to see Nevada's back in business and and uh, the athletic commission is doing their thing and allowing fights to happen. So I heard the casinos open what in a week or two? Friday. Oh, Friday. Know. Friday, huh? Was it Friday? Friday. Yeah. It says they open on Friday. Good. What did you say? This coming Friday. This coming Friday. Oh man. Well, that'll be good. You know, I mean, I don't know how busy they'll be. You know. Um I uh it's it's just fun. Like we're ready to open casinos, ready to start having but I've just over the last what three or four days. I mean, COVID's really gone out the door with all the rioting and not uh, one person wearing a mask. <laughs> well, all yeah, that. also that mask wearing stuff is, is it's in fashion because all these little Antifa people, yeah, they've got their little mask on and stuff. I said, well, they're now they're at least following a rule. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, just huge well, punches and bunches. There's big bunches of people all gathered together. I wonder if we're gonna have a huge outbreak now. Oh, if they don't what does it say it means we're ready we're ready to start getting right, back there to you normal. go let's, let's go baby normal. open the economy and let's go they're running open casinos where they're going to stick people in a room full of cigarette smoke yeah but they're worried about covid19 yeah well i mean smoke. they vent they, they use uh their ventilation systems in the hotel the newer hotels is pretty damn good i mean they're pumping, yeah. they're pumping new oxygen in there to keep you awake so you gamble more and then you know, and they're supplying you with, uh, you know, cigarettes and alcohol. With liquor. With liquor. Bless them. Get you to lose your, <laughs> get you to lose your life savings, buddy. I just never got into gambling. DC and Rockhold are really into it. I'm not, I'm not really? into it, man. Oh, man. I was into it for a while. Oh, man. Then I realized, you know, there's a reason why they have all these big hotels and buildings here in Vegas. <laughs> so you never win. It's not that everyone's winners. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Oh. It's true, man. It's hilarious to think. Like, I mean, DC. I've seen, I've seen Rockhold within two hands go up ten grand, and I've seen him within two hands lose all ten grand. Oh yeah. Just, I'm like, what are you doing? No. Oh. But it is. They they like they love it, man. They love the rush. Him and DC love it. I would play with them when the two of them were playing because they're fun to watch interchange with each other at the table. They're hilarious. But I would play. You know, I play the minimum because I'm just not a gambler. 
And, uh, you know, and they're like, Josh, double down, split your cards, do this, do that. I'm like, oh, yeah. nah, I'm cool. I'll just do what I'm doing. Oh, <laughs> no, then you're horrible. 20 bucks. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I'm, I'm, I'm up 20 more dollars. I'm okay. You know, it's because as soon as you start betting bigger, like you start losing bigger. It's like, I'm fine. Oh, man. if you bet, you know, you can win bigger and you can definitely lose. Bigger. Yeah. I always, I, I, even though I don't gamble, I would always tell myself, if I do decide to gamble, okay, I go there. I'm like, okay, I give myself, you know, 500, 600, 700, whatever it is my, my budget was for that trip. Okay. And uh, usually it was my per diem if I was fighting in Vegas or if I was there, you know, cornering people or something. It was like, whatever my per diem was, I'll gamble that. So, okay. Okay, you know, a couple hundred bucks, you know, 250, whatever. But okay, that's yeah. okay. That's entertainment. Yeah, it's entertainment. Plus, it's free drinks out of it. Not free drinks, but you know what I mean? It's drinks. Uh, so You, you think they're free. Yeah. At the moment, they're free. Well, some of them. I mean, like, they're <laughs> as much as a hand. You get to Vegas, some of the drinks are 20-something dollars. You know? You, oh, you, hell yeah. You get a Tito, if you get a double, double Tito's vodka with, you know, with water or soda or something like that, it's like 22 bucks. I'm like, man, fuck that. I'm good. No, thanks, man. No, I'll pass. I'll pass. I'll just gamble a little bit. Maybe I win. Maybe I don't. And then get a couple drinks out of it. So, um, what else? What else was there? Dave, you got anything else? Bring something to the table today? I already brought me. Oh, geez. He already brought him. <laughs> Oh, fat boy, this guy. He's put on the COVID-19 for sure. I'm the COVID-15, he's the COVID-19. Not yeah. true, not true. Come on, Dave. I'm losing weight. I'm, I'm working out every day. There you go, baby. That is not true. That is I, not true. That is, I, I've, that I've is got, such a lot. I've got video footages of him working out for like maybe two, three seconds. Well, dude, no the pa workout is a workout. Not everyone's is the same. Pale, pasty, <laughs> pale, pasty white, like just can't. Can't function. I'm hitting the bag so that when this uh, opens up and we're allowed to be bag. within six feet, I can uh, I can finally whip Josh's ass. You're, you're, the there you go. You mean your your wife's hitting you, hitting the bag? John, <laughs> your wife's yeah. abusing you. <laughs> just John, when you're, when you're allowed to. to come back to California, um, you can officiate Josh and me. I'll officiate. There so you I go. Can, so I can knock his retired ass out. There won't, there won't be any officiating needed, John. <laughs> there won't be any officiating needed. Oh man, I've got I've got got some goods for you, buddy. Got some new tricks up my sleeve. Um, no, I think Dave, all it. you got to do is headbutt him. Exactly, just headbutt him. And I know you all love it. That's why I'm asking He'll go you down. to officiate I'll allow it. You know that it's already been done. <laughs> you can't you can't teach an old dog new tricks, so you know Josh isn't doing anything oh, special. Man. This guy, this guy. Um, uh, what else? There, nothing else, huh? No, we got the fights coming up with uh, Let's talk Amanda about that. Nunez Let's talk about that card. Felicia Spencer. I cannot wait for it. I think that's a good card. It I is a good people, card. I've heard people complaining about it, and I'm like, get the fuck What are you complaining here. about, man? Get that's out of good, here. That's a great card. They got some great fights on there. Who's on there? There's Sanhagen versus uh, Aljamain oh, Al against oh, Corey man. Sanhagen. Hello. Good fight. That is going to be a great watch. It's going to be a shitty fight, but that it should be a great fight. <laughs> just because I'm saying it, hey, just because it's five thirty in the morning, there, don't yawn. Damn it! What is wrong with you? Oh man, a little professionalism here. I'm trying. I'm trying. It's, <laughs> it gets kind of like stale and stagnant in this room with Dave. Look, he but who do you like, who, who do you like in that fight? Aljamain or Sanhagen? Yeah, I think Aljamain. You? Yeah, I do. All right. Why? I think the speed and the creativity in the cage is gonna is gonna be a factor. If he can stay, I think off of his Alderman can stay off of his back and use his footwork and athleticism. I think he'll be he'll be able to outstrike him. It'll be. See, hard. I think Alderman's gonna do better if it's on the ground. 
But will he take it there? That's the thing. I don't know. That's the my okay. That's my question because yeah. uh, Sanhagen first off is long. Yeah. For that weight class, he's incredibly long. Yeah. And he's got good stand up. His stand up is good. Mm-hmm. So I think in the stand up, where where is it that Aljamain has that advantage? I'm not seeing that he has this advantage. His ground game though, he had a he had a fight against uh Brian Caraway, who people can like Brian or not like him. A lot, Caraway, a lot of people don't like Brian. I know. But Caraway's got a hell of a ground game. He does. Hell of a ground game. Yeah. All right. And Aljamain was all over him in the beginning of that. Aljamain's got a good ground game. He, yeah. he trains with really good guys. And I, if I'm looking and saying, where does he really have the advantage in this fight? I think it's if it hits the floor, he's got an advantage. In the stand-up, I, I think he's a little bit faster. You're right. But I don't think he has the advantage in the stand-up. No, I, look, I don't know if he has the... I don't think he has technically has oh, the advantage... This is called the curly shuffle. You're backpedaling. No, like no, no, no. Go ahead, I, Michael Jackson. I don't <laughs> I don't think he does the moonwalk, by the way. Uh, not the curly shuffle. I don't think he has the advantage on the stand-up, but I think he has the speed and the footwork to get it done if he try, if he wants to keep it on the feet. I think that, that Sterling will mix it up, but I don't think he's going to dedicate too much time to try and get the takedown. I think if he slides in left or right off of his off of his footwork. He's able to use his speed to close that distance, take away the length and the reach. And if he keeps it in boxing range, the that's, clinch- see, that's exactly what you're saying. I think on the outside, Aljamain's in trouble. Yeah. He's, he's got to, if he's going to keep it on the feet, it's got to be a start to fight him in a phone book. Yeah. He's maybe got to be a maybe gotta, phone book or phone booth. You said phone book. Yeah. I did because that's even smaller that's than even a phone smaller. booth. Very, I'm okay. glad. I'm glad you realized <laughs> but that. But it's a phone booth. Hey, hold on. did you hear her Dean last night say <laughs> I want to protect myself at all times? <laughs> Shut up! Did he really? <laughs> I swear to God. I was like, um, and you and look. You got to after after thousands of times of saying that, you got to give cut a guy some slack and say, yeah. okay, you know, either you can make the mistake or just change it up a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, he said he goes, you know, protect protect myself at all times. I just cracked up. Have you ever been hit during a fight? Oh well, fuck yeah. Yeah, of course. Oh, many times. Jeez, man. No, Sometimes man. you get clocked because you're coming in to stop it, and the guy's throwing something. Oh Bink. man. Oh yeah. No thanks. That's just part. That's just part of the game. To, okay, back to Sterling and uh, Sanhagen. I think. I think if he slides in, it's he could be if he's a counter puncher when Sanhagen's throwing something long. If he can slide in left or right and counter off the be a counter puncher. It's gonna make for kind of a, it could make for kind of a boring or fight if that could he, if he, that's the that's way he decides I, to fight. That's it. But I think the speed is there, the boxing range is there, um, the ability to mix it up. I think is there. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Sterling though. But I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm honestly. I think oh, no, it's, it's, I think it's a it's a, it's a catch em fight. It's, it's a, it's, it's it's a, a pick em fight. I mean, sorry. Exactly. Throw throw a coin up. That's yeah, yeah. either guy can win that fight. But it's it definitely has the potential to be an amazing fight and has the potential of being uh a slow fight because both of them have a lot on stake, a lot of stake here. I would imagine the winner of this fight. Oh, come on. Up, Win- winner gets, gets a shot. At, uh, the winner of Aldo title. and uh, Peter Yan, right? Yep. That's yep. Yeah. What? Okay. Let's get into this. So before we get into the rest of this card, let's get into this Cejudo thing. I'm okay. sorry, man. I got to talk about it. That's what I wanted to talk about. Is he gone or is this a ploy? Is this for more money? He's done everything he can. He said, I have, I, I have talked to multiple people about, 
Henry and most of them say it's not a ploy. Most of them say, ah, you know what? He's tired. He's, he's, he's done everything that he wanted to do. He's accomplished everything that he wanted to accomplish. So what he didn't accomplish is he didn't get paid what he believed he was, That's... he was uh, worth and what he was deserving of based upon. He believes that, Hey, I saved the 125 pound division. I think he did. I really do because they were thinking of getting rid of it. I don't think it's out of the woodworks yet. Well, it's not because he left it. (laughs) Okay, you know, but he did. You know, it was it was gone. It was going, and I think he did help. You know, keep it you know alive for a while, and then he came in. You know, he was the double champ. Had the one twenty five. Ends up you know taking the one thirty five. He defends the title. You know, and this is the one thing he's defended the title. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really appreciate when a guy goes out and not only wins it, now you defend it. Okay, now, as Matt Hughes used to say, now you're the champ. Yeah. Okay, yes, you're the champ when you just win it, but you got to defend that title because it, it's saying that I'm not just sitting here. Yeah. And if there's one, you know, if there's anything you can put against Connor, is he never defended the title. He yeah. won the 145-pound title. He won it as an interim title when he fought against Chad Mendez. You know, then he won it the real title when he beat you know Aldo in dramatic fashion there, you know, thirteen seconds. But he never defended it. Then yeah. he goes up and he 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 wins you know the lightweight title, and I don't blame him for going up and, and taking that fight against Eddie. But he wins it, and again didn't defend it. Yeah. You got to defend the title, and and Henry Cejudo has done that. He he has performed beautifully. People cannot like his shtick. Okay? I love it. If, if exactly, if you I know the it. guy, he's one of the nicest individuals yeah. there is. Just a sweetheart of a guy, just a superhuman being, and he's playing. He's playing a role because that was it got attention. Yeah, it, you know, Demetrius, who I love as a, a human being, love as a fighter, he never created an interest being the nice guy that people grabbed onto. Being the best fighter wasn't enough for people with Demetrius. So Henry said, you know, I'm going to go the other way. I'll I'll be, you know, triple C. I'll be cringeworthy, whatever it's going to be. But he brought interest. And man, you know what? He put it, he put, you know, he put it on the line. He fought the fights and he took on the guys that, you know, they put in front of him. That last fight against uh, Cruz, people can sit there and say, oh, I think it was stopped early. doesn't matter because he nailed the shit out of him with that knee. Okay, when you see a guy doing the, the stiff leg stumble back trying to and going on his ass, you know, he's in trouble. Oh, fuck yes. Henry did everything that was asked of him. Now he's sitting there saying, you know what? I have another part of my life. And and if you can do this and you you can say, okay, I'm actually set financially yeah. where I can survive. I'm going to be okay. And I can now put the attention into my family. And that's what's important to me. God bless him. I, if that's his decision to never come back, I'm 100% behind you. If you want to come back, I would love to see you perform again because you are awesome. That, yeah, I would love to see him fight again. He did bring up one fight that he was definitely kind of interested in was the Volkanovski fight. That's a tough fight, I think, for him, the size itself. But I'm saying I think the wrestling and the ability to get the takedown, I think the speed speed can he do it for five rounds wrestle the shit out of volkanovsky with that weight giving up that weight yeah he's strong strong strong. Uh, but i gotta tell you 
fuck, I would pay a hundred bucks to see that fight. <laughs> <laughs> I would pay because I would honestly, if you're going to have a champion that did it in three different weight classes, fuck, why not him? Oh why yeah. Not him. Yeah. You know? Um, and if, if you're saying no because he hasn't got paid what he deserves, give him that fight against Volkanovsky and fucking pay him. Pay him. I mean, like, I feel like when guys are, here's the thing. When guys are company guys and they've towed the line and they've, kept themselves professional throughout the whole thing. You need to reward those fighters. You know, it, people can say what they want about Conor McGregor. Sure. He's done stuff outside the cage, but when it comes to his fight stuff, he's pretty much kind of towed the company line. Am I wrong or am I right? Oh God, absolutely right. It made them a ton of money, ton of money. And I feel like Henry, maybe he hasn't made them as obviously hasn't made them as much money as Conor has, but he's made them some good money and he's, you're saying that he saved the division. He did save the division, but I think that division could potentially go away now that he's not even in the conversation. Because I got to tell you, we're seeing the replay of, you know, um, uh, Benavides no. and the other Benavides. fight for the title again. It's just like, okay, now where are we at? What's going on? And it's just, it's, it's, it gives me flashbacks of the, of the um, BJ Penn, Carl Uno, remember it was supposed to be for the title. It was a draw, and they're just like, you know what? Fuck this. Let's just get rid that of the That was a division. tournament, man. Yeah, it was a tournament. That you're was the forgetting finals, that was a tournament because it was actually Dean. No, Dean Thomas and Matt Sarah fought. Yeah. That was one That was one bracket, yeah. and the other bracket was BJ and Cal, and both fights ended up, well, the Dean Thomas, Matt Sarah actually was judged Went to a decision. They gave the decision to the wrong fighter. Had to come out, and it just everything was bad. And they said, "We're just we're we're scrapping this," and they scrapped it. You know, and so it was just all these things that occurred yeah. Were bad. Yeah, I mean, but that's kind of the feeling that I'm getting. Yeah. I'm getting with that 125 pound division. I could see them just scrapping the whole thing as soon as if something if something happens because like, that's what happened with the last fight with uh Joseph Benavides if something happens again or it just doesn't live up to the the hype and the expectation which is not gonna I don't think it's gonna end up in a position where they're like you know what we how do you, but how do, how do you tried. say and, and this is the problem if you can't come up with all right you you already had uh I, I don't want give give me the name to say it right uh, there Dave cuz I don't I'm going to screw it up but well you got to tell them what you wanted to say Benavides versus I want to say Federico. Yeah, I'll, I'm getting it right now. I know you, you you're you're gonna say it in your Scottish way. I just don't want to try to say it wrong again. That's wrong. But. Scottish way is wrong. <laughs> just so we're all on the same page, the Scottish way is wrong as well. But anyways, that fight occurred. Now he did not make weight. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Yes, he didn't make weight, but he destroyed Benavides. Yeah. I'm sorry. And now you're going to throw that fight back in. You're, you're telling me you don't have another 125-pound guy besides Joe. And, and I love Joe. I'm not saying anything bad against him. But you don't have a different 125-pound fighter to put against that fighter for the championship? That's a problem. That's I don't a even, big problem. I don't even know the guys that are in that weight class anymore. There's, I know there's what? Dustin Ortiz is one Dustin of them. Dustin Ortiz is in there, yeah. Yeah. That's that's my extent of that division. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's all I know. I know Benavides. Well, they got rid of some of them too. Yeah, you know, they were dropping some of them out. But yeah, I think they were planning on getting rid of it for a while, and then just I think Henry came along and was like, "Oh shit, we maybe we got something." Yeah, you and did he went have up something. to thirty five. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see Henry get paid. I'd like to see him fight Volkanovski. 
And if he doesn't win, okay, carry on, my man. Have a good one. You know, but if he does win, if you want to defend it, cool. If you don't, I definitely don't don't care. But I do. I would like to see. I would like to see him have a shot at history, being the first person to. I mean, yeah, first person to win three different weight classes. That's pretty damn impressive. Oh. Pretty fucking impressive, man. I mean, and he he's just he's carried himself. You know, like I said, the stick maybe not for everyone, but he's carried himself <laughs> pretty damn well. And uh, it's very it's very encouraging to see to see someone like him excel the way he's excelled. And and some of the like the Marais fight, man, he fucking dug deep in that fight. Oh, and he's just, getting he's getting lit in the first round. Yeah, just pull it out of his ass. Just said like, you know what? I'm gonna make this a fucking dog fight. I'm gonna show you that I'm more of a dog than you. And he did. And just that was that was something that up until that fight, I was like, all right, you're good. You're a good wrestler. You put things together. You know, you beat DJ. You beat it's like I get it. I understand. But I wasn't I was not like overly impressed with him or wasn't like encouraged, like, oh, you know, I'm gonna watch him fight. Then when I watched that Mariah's fight, I was like, okay, I'm not gonna miss another one of your fights. Oh. Like this is this is great. And then and here it is already like what one fight later, he's gone. I'm like, shit, I missed pretty much his whole career. You know, I watched the DJ. I watched both the DJ fights because I was excited for those fights. I watched the TJ fight, uh, Dillashaw, him against Dillashaw. Then I watched Marais and I watched, I watched basically like his last, you know, couple fights, five fights, four fights. But it sucks. If he does, if he ends up leaving, I understand. I get it. But I'd hate to see someone leave right now in their prime knowing. 33. 33 is perfect. 33. Like one Come more, on. one more big fight. Give me one more. I know, I know everyone's gonna say like, yeah, and then that turns into one more. <laughs> that turns into one more, uh, you know? But uh, uh, I would love to see that Volkanovski fight. You know, both of them are what? The same height? <laughs> they're both- Close. Yeah, they're both what, five? Like, what's, what's Henry, like five, four? Oh, he's not He's tiny. That. You don't think he's that? Yeah. No. He's tiny. Volkanovski's what, five, seven? Five, six. Five, six, five, seven. Volkanovski used to be like 230 pounds. Jesus, man. It's like fucking <laughs> Dave rugby. right now. Like podcast Dave, <laughs> fat fuck. <laughs> oh. <laughs> brutal, brutal. And he's got like this really funky haircut. I think his wife cut his hair or something like that. It's like kind of shaved on the side. It's almost like a mullet. But what do you mean? It's always like a, it haircut? Yeah, it's a, it looks horrible today. <laughs> Dude, don't take your hat off. I saw that. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, I can't. Okay, no, it's horrible. I, this is bedhead though. I, at least I can own up to it. This guy, I don't even know what it is. He's, the sad part is he doesn't, he doesn't even try to like wear a hat to cover it up. Yeah, but I'm not in front of the camera. You <laughs> Thank are. Thank God you're not in front of the camera. God, you we'd are lose, in front of the camera. We'd lose subscribers. <laughs> we'd lose Jeez, subscribers between, with you. Between look, your gray hair he's got and like your uh, People like gray hair. Look at Big John. That's yeah, but, civilized. Don't try to say anything because you already. it's too late. It's too late. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late, buddy. I can't say a word because you just interrupt. So. Um, that's um, it. Tell him. Yeah, that's my approach on things. Not let the Amanda Nunez talk. against yes. Alicia. Hey, what? Hey, what? What's the uh, co-main on that, Dave? Uh, Cody Garbrandt and uh, Sun Sao. That, that's right, Sun Xiao. Cody, that you know, I'm I'm looking forward to see which Cody shows yeah. up. Is it going to be the smart Cody that fought Dominic Cruz that doesn't have to try to put everybody away that sets his feet and just starts slinging? I don't. I don't think so. I hope so. I don't think so. I hope it's not the guy that just sets his feet and starts slinging, you know, like he did against Munya. He just needs to fight smart like he did when he fought Dominic Cruz. Mm. You do that, you will win this fight. Yeah, he needs to. If you don't, bad things are going to still happen. After he lands, he needs to cut the corner and get out. Yeah. Land and get out. Land your shots, step out, circle out, 
and set up for the next. Yeah. Yep. That's what makes you good. That's what he did against Dominic. So fast. It was beautiful. And he's got power. The power is not going to go away. Yeah. The Asuncia fight's a hard fight for him. Well, Asuncia has has turned it over. He, his stand-up has gotten way better. Yeah. You know, but he's still got a very good ground game. You know, Ground-wise, Asuncio has a distinct advantage. Yes. Distinct. But can he get it there? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think has, so. Has never, think been, so. has never been the, you know, a dynamic wrestling takedown guy. He'll get mm-hmm. takedowns, usually against the cage, but Cody, Cody's good at defending against there. So I think it's going to end up their stand-up skills. And if Cody falls into the trap of, oh, you touched me, I want to I touch you back, I want to hurt you, that's where I think yeah. he's making the mistake. He needs to, oh, it's okay if I get touched. Let me let me change my footwork. Let me slide in here. Bip. Oh, I hit you. I'm out. There's one. Put that in the bank. Let's go for another. Yeah, what happens with him, right, is he hits them. They hit him. And then he sets and throws the same combination. It gets mad. So he gets mad. But here's the thing. It's not like he throws a different combination. He throws yeah. the same punch two, three times in a row after you hit him. So yep. it's predictable. It's so predictable. You see it coming, you know where it's coming from, and you know how to thread the needle if you're still got your wits about you after getting hit by him. But it's there. He just got to make a one or two little slight adjustments, and I could see him being back at the title shot. I could watch see him your fight against Dominic Cruz. Yeah. Go yep. back and watch your performance. Watch how smart you were at times. That comes down to being happy, though, and like just having okay. fun in the cage. I've said this over and over. You cannot fight a good fight when you're angry. Mad fighters fucking fight horribly. Yeah, always. Just I've I've never met a fighter that when they get mad they fight better. Never <laughs> never met one. It's it's no, and, and this is you know it's funny because I'll say that I say it all the time. You know, if you fight mad, you will lose. Yeah. You know, and people are like, why? And, you know, Nate and Nick Diaz, they fight. Back. No, they don't. They build up a dislike for somebody, but yeah. they do not fight angry. No, they don't. Okay. They're not fighting angry at all. They're fighting smart. There's a difference. It's when a guy loses that control and is mad and now wants to go and hurt someone, even while they're taking unnecessary risk. Now you're fighting mad. Now you're going to get hurt. You're making mistakes. Nick and Nate are having fun when they're out there. Oh, despite what people think that you think they're fighting mad. They're actually having fun flipping you off, getting the crowd going there. There are people that I actually kind of question like what their performance would be with no crowd because they're, they're, they're they're, feed off. Yeah. They feed off. Absolutely. They're amazing. I mean, I, I feel like though also too, that they would probably excel with no crowd because they just love the fucking fight. They love the fight, but it does make it more interesting and more fun for us to see them flip people off and talk shit. (laughs) I'll still do that. I I love watching them fight, man. They're still two of my favorite fighters to watch fight. Uh, who else on that card? Get it together, Dave. Oh, shut up. Um, Oh, shut up. Neil Magny and Anthony Martin. Um, Sean O'Malley and Eddie Wayland. Oh, that's it. Sean O'Malley. Sugar Shell. He's he his social media is fire. If you guys haven't listened to him, his social media is fire. It's pretty funny. He he puts out this thing saying, like, hey, so hey guys, guess what round I'm gonna finish uh Wineland in? He's like, he goes, 
I'll tell you right now, I'll give you a hint. It's not the second, it's not the third. <laughs> I was like, I started cracking up. I'm like, what a smart ass. It's good though. It's good. It's fun, entertaining, and uh I, he's good, man. He's good. I, I I get to the point though, too, that like you like we talked about with Tyron Woodley. For a while, people have a hard time figuring out. But once they figure you out, he's gonna have to make some adjustments. No one's yep. been able to figure out the riddle yet of him. Someone's going to get close and they're going to build on that. And that's how it's yep. going to all happen. But can they do it exactly. before he gets to the title shot? I, there are matchups for him when it gets to the upper echelon of 135. Mm-hmm. They're going to give him problems. You know, the, the guy, the guy who is, um, we were talking about earlier, you know, both Aljamain and Sanhagen, mm-hmm. both those guys are going to give him problems. Going to give him problems. It's just those are hard matchups because based upon Aljamain being very athletic, very fast, Mm -hmm. good on the ground, good in the stand-up, matches up very well with O'Malley. Sanhagen, I think, is going to give him problems based upon length. I think Sugar is used to being the longer guy in the Bantamweight division. He's used to having that reach and and being that guy that can kind of sit on the outside when he wants, get in, but Against Corey, he would have a hard time creating those same situations. Mm-hmm. So those are two guys, you know, everything is that step, next step. Yeah. And and we've all enjoyed watching, you know, Sean O'Malley fight, and he's just done fantastic. And he is he's working his way up that ladder. When you get towards the top of the ladder, the steps get smaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get a lot tougher. <clears throat> and so it's all about your competition. I think Eddie Wineland is a good fight for him. Eddie's very tough. Eddie is a veteran. He is a uh, guy that's got good wrestling. Uh, his stand-up is sharp, but he's an older veteran. Yeah. And the speed is going to give him a little bit of trouble, I think. Yeah. I, when you see guys like uh, John Jones and Anderson Silva, they're used to using their length to their advantage. When they've had to fight people that were long and lengthy as well, it didn't work out as well. Look at Gus when yep. he fought John Jones. He had a hard time with him the first fight. We're not talking about the yep. second fight. The first fight. It's a riddle that they have to figure out there in the case. So when you talk about San Hagen and potentially Sean O'Malley, that I could see that being problems for him, you know, as far as the length and the reach and all the things and the advantages that you normally have, they're gone. You know, John Jones, when he fought Gus, the first fight, he was used to just being able to put his hand on someone's forehead like a big brother and hold him there and then able to kick or counter from that. When he got to Gus, he couldn't do that, you know, and so all the tricks that you normally have being the longer fighter, those are gone. Those tricks are not as as easy to get or as easy to land and and, and use. What what people didn't understand when John's doing that with his hand, you call it big brothering. He's able to basically steer that fighter in the direction he wants him to go. Yeah. Okay. Even if it's his left hand, if he wants to, he pushes them towards his right hand because that's what I want to bring. Or I push him off because I'm going to drop an elbow. He's steering the direction of the fighter. And when you know what direction the fight is going, you have a big advantage. And that's, you know, where everything in fighting is about having those advantages and being able to take that advantage and making it work for you. Yeah. You know, that's what makes you good. And and as Sean is going up in level, we're gonna see if he can still take those advantages that have been working for him and make continue to make them work as he goes up against that level of competition. I feel like guys like him, how old is he? Does it say? 
I can't. So guys like him, though, I feel like you need to, unless he's in his 30s. I don't think he is. Oh, though. he's not in his 30s. He's 25. Yeah, he's 25. Yeah. Slow, slow, Super row, young. slow row it. There's no reason to rush yourself to the top because once you get up there, there's nowhere to go but down. So yep. just take. Enjoy. I don't want to say take Enjoy the, the easy fights. Don't take, don't, but take the, take the easier road fights right now. Continue to, you know, develop your craft, get better. And make some money, stack the money, because when you get to the top, sure, there's money, but there's also losses that come along with that because there's big, you know, the, everyone's, those guys at the top, they're top, they're up there at the top for a reason. Yeah, they're, they're up there for a reason. And it's not that you can't be there, it's just that it gets, like you said, the steps get smaller and you got to start watching where you put your foot, you know, yep. <laughs> otherwise you'll be flat on your face. And so it's, uh, it's, there's a lot that leaves, he leaves a lot to be desired. Like what the expectation is. I'm excited to see what he brings to the table and the future of that division. Um, but I can slow. I think if you're 25 years old, just slow play it, man. Make as much money I as you can. Totally against, agree with you. Against guys that just, you know, there's no rush. Yeah. Because he, he definitely, I feel like that body style, whether it's Izzy Anderson, John Jones, that body style has seemed to, that's really an found MMA a, body style. Yes, yeah, an MMA body style. It really is. I, you know, and I, I think for a while we were fight for the longest time. Fighters were trying to figure out what's the bottle style, body style that will work best. Because in the beginning, like Hoist was long and lanky for for being how tall he was or for how what his weight class was, but and it worked for him. But guys came along the way, like Coleman came along the way. You know, uh, Don Fry came along the way. Tank Abbott, they were like kind of shorter and stockier and just you know muscular. But then there was guys that came, you know, Frank Shamrock was never a really tall guy. What is he like five, eight, you know, five, yeah, something like that. Five, nine, five, yeah. eight, five nine somewhere in there. You know, uh, you know, guys that have come along the line, they there's only been a few Anderson Silva's, John Jones, guys that have the long, lanky bodies, but that have that were able to use it to their advantage. But I feel like that really has they've really defined what the M what a what a MMA body should be. And I feel like it is that. Like as long as you know how to use those tools. That is the body type. Yeah, that's the body type for this sport because of the yep. push kick, the side kicks, the long jabs, the long one twos, keeping away, keeping your legs away for stopping the takedowns. Um, sure, maybe it makes it a little bit easier for you to get submitted from arm bars or knee bars, whatever it is, but you got to get them down first to get to those positions. That's one. And, um, you know, but they can also ground and pound you from standing up over you. They don't have to bend their knees. And, you know, it's like that little things like that make a big difference. And when, you find a body style that fits that. I feel like that's that's the body style for this sport is, is that Anderson, John Jones, you know, Gustafson's type body style. No doubt about it. Yep. All right, Felicia Spencer against Amanda Nunez. Look, I think Felicia has a chance if she's able to get the fight to the ground. If she does not get the fight to the ground, I think it is going to be one of her most painful nights <laughs> of her life. Just being honest. I would have thought the same thing. Um but when I saw her fight Cyborg, I thought she did really well. You know, um, that was a painful night right there too, Josh. She it took all, a it, lot of damage. It was, it was. But I mean, I felt like she. Um, I guess for me, like Amanda is not the same fighter after round one and a half. She slows down. the The power's there. There's no doubt about that. The power is the last thing to go, pretty much. But the speed and the um, the output is not there. The intensity. The intensity of, of it all, yeah. Um, I needed that word. Thank you. And You're um, it just it's just not there. You know, like she doesn't fight that same pace for five rounds. And so I think if Felicia can get into that mid-third round and make her fight a fight that she doesn't really want to fight, 
grind her out, push her against the fence, try to get the takedown, can't get the takedown, strike, come back in, grab her around the legs or grab her around the waist. Keep keep inside that boxing range, but like smother it. Like not even so much oh. boxing in the in the phone booth, phone book. Let's go phone book. Phone instead. book range. Phone yeah, book instead of phone it. book. I was gonna say it, man. So I was gonna say you need to make this the phone book range. Mm -hmm. Everything that you do is I want you to feel my breath. Yeah, I've got to be that close to you. If if Felicia Spencer can do that and fight in that realm. She's got a chance at winning this fight, be it on the feet or on the ground. And I think she has a very good chance. If she can get Amanda down onto the ground and put her weight on her, she's super heavy on top. She can create a lot of pressures that make Amanda work past that comfort level that she likes to work at. And when she gets past that comfort level in her output, then her output as far as offensively really starts to tail off and so everything is about where felicia spencer can put herself in this fight if she can be on the ground even if she's underneath her not as good but keeps her from being in a dangerous position and knocking her out on top perfect position can put a lot of pressure on her make her tired in the stand-up stay close grinder dirty boxer yeah. be randy couture Grab a hold, uppercuts inside, yank on her neck, make her want to get space and make her work at trying yeah. to get that space. And every time she works hard to get it, you close it back up. Yeah. I want, let me ask you this. Where does Felicia Spencer train? What state? Do Florida. Florida. She's in Florida she's, as yeah. well. Yeah, okay. She's a Canadian, but she's she's working out in Florida. Okay, okay, never mind. I, my point I was going to go into is like Florida was one of the first states to open up, and Amanda Nunes is there. But I didn't know where Felicia Spencer was training, so I was like, okay, are we yep. going to get the real Felicia Spencer, someone who's been able yep. to get a training camp in, someone who's able to train, be in shape. So that's good to hear. I like to hear that. That's nice. The uh, The other thing, since we are talking about Florida and we are talking about fight teams, uh, Colby Covington leaves. Ooh, I know. ATT. Finally got to him. Ah, they they took the uh they I don't know they sound like they kicked the strength and conditioning coach out too, Daru what was his name? Uh, Dan Peru. Dan Daru. I think his name is Daru. D D A R U or something. Yeah, D A R U. Yeah. D A R U. It's Phil. Yeah. It's not Dan. It's Phil. It's Phil. Okay, so Phil Daru. It sounded that meshed too well. Dan Daru <laughs> went too well together. Phil. Yeah. So, uh, but then you know, Mazadal came out with a pretty nasty tweet saying both of them are scumbags and this and that but it, wow that shocks me yeah yeah Masvidal actually came out again wow yeah and then i want to know, see that fight colby came out and said a bunch of crazy stuff about dustin poyer and, and oh, masvidal oh. and how they're the biggest pieces of shit and people they got you always all fooled i'm sorry man there's i don't think no one's gonna I'm tell me anything because you about, know i know both of them yeah and i like both of them they're both good guys <laughs> they're yeah so. they're I, I know, I've known I've known Masvidal for years. I mean, we're not like on hey, we're like on yeah. acquaintances. On, like, hey, hey how up, are man? you? We, used, we yeah. should have fought a couple times. You know, I got respect for you, kind of thing. But with Dustin, I, I've been around him for a while. You know, for a couple of days, whatever training with him and stuff. He's a great guy, great guy. Yep. You know, uh, I I don't think, and we saw him at the Mohegan Sun the the last fight we were supposed to do that got canceled. He was there, and I was telling him that I'm so happy to see his progress, like how much he's progressed in the sport itself, and Fuck man, it's it's great to see. I love I love seeing when they were younger, and then you see them now, and how good they are, and how much more they've matured and 
He's fucking. He's a great kid, man. He's got, yeah, he's what's got a really good What's really good is when you watch someone like Dustin, and you see him coming up because he was coming up when he was in Louisiana. He was just destroying guys on the regional circuit there, and then you know moved up into the the next level and then got to the UFC and still was just you know putting on performances. Yeah, and then you know ran into a couple of guys that yeah. you know gave him problems, you know, but learned from it and recreated himself. Ends up becoming, you know, the champ has the huge fight against Khabib, and he lost yeah. it. But man, you know what? He fought his ass off. That's yeah. all you can ask of him. And he's just a dynamite individual. He's a good father, good husband. I just like Dustin Poirier. So when Colby says he's a piece of shit, I take it with what they call a grain of salt. Yeah, so I just throw it to the side. I don't worry about what you Colby you consider the source. Exactly. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but that's exactly what I was thinking. Well, he, I think it, I want to say he married his middle school sweetheart. Yeah, yeah he's married. And he he has did. Little yeah. girl, has little girl yeah. uh, with her. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, yeah, he got married at a young age. Yeah, yeah. he's like, yeah, I just knew. I'm like, well, that's <laughs> you're a better I man than most knew. of us. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, all right. Well, I think I think uh, we've uh, we've said quite a bit uh, today. No, thank God we didn't have to listen to Dave talk. A whole We're going to end this with Colby Covington. Yeah, way I to know. go. I know. I, I fucked it. All, I fucked it all up. That's what happens when you let Josh <laughs> take the rings. Yeah, uh, I fucked it all up. Uh, you know, um, I, I I hope Colby finds a place that you know is good for him. I know he's good friends with Dan Lambert. Uh, I know that him and yeah. Dan get along very well, and I I think he was actually in the end trying to create uh take away problems yeah from dan with the whole situation so you know if that's what he's doing good for him i hope he finds a place where he matches up well and uh you know colby is covington happy inc. huh colby covington inc. That's <laughs> yeah, where, inc. That's where he's going. colby yeah, well, covington we'll, what inc inc really <laughs> no incorporated uh yeah, I know. Colby no, I, Incorporated. Oh, because he said he found a gym. He's going to stay in Florida and train at a gym. There, I'm like, no, he said he's in the Colby Covington business now. Yeah, he's all about Colby. Yeah. That's well, he, all hasn't, hasn't he always Just been about Colby? Yes. Hasn't he always been about Colby? Either that or about Trump. Well, he said, yeah, he said he's going to be, he said he's going to stay in Florida. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you're not going to Henry Hoofs because you fucking no. pissed everybody off there. There's no fucking way you're going there, and I can't figure out but where he else could you're go. You know, go. well, there, there's places you if he's going up into you know Orlando or places like that. There's places for him to train. Is there? Is there? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I've only know the two. You have ATT and you've got yeah. Uh, everyone knows about yeah and three Sanford six five. Now. Yeah, and oh Sanford, that's that's well, uh, that's that's that three six five, right? Yes, yeah. that's Henry's place. Yep. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. I'm sorry. We got to end it on Colby, I guess. All right, we're ending it on Colby. Oh, I can talk shit to Dave for a little bit, and then we get in on that. But nah, I don't do <laughs> that. Leave Dave part. alone, man. Leave Dave alone. Nobody really likes him. So. I love Dave. Dave, don't just watch you know, that. brother. I love you. Yeah. You're doing good, man. He's lying. Also. Josh said. Josh says that, but you know, I, I read some comments and I'm like, <laughs> weighing in with who? Josh Thompson. I don't even know what you're talking about. This guy. He's reading the comments. He said he never reads the comments. He's always reading the comments. See, he's he's a little he's a liar too. Well, well when I'm editing the show and I'm uploading it, I get the notifications. You, you don't get anything. Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> at least at least I get notifications on my screen. You actually go in and click on it, and then you scroll through and you look for any. He doesn't know anything. Josh see? does. Josh goes on his laptop and he writes. He does like command find, and then he types his name so that it finds his name and all the comments, and he just reads everything with his name in it. I want you guys to understand this. And then he thumbs down anything that's bad, and he thumbs up anything <laughs> that's good. 
I, wa I, I want you guys to understand this. I don't even know when he said command nine is. I don't even know what that command is. Command nine. See, I don't even know what that is. See, so that lets you know he has no idea what he's talking about. I will agree with you. I have no idea. Exactly. How to do that. I have no clue. <laughs> command what's going fine. On. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a lesson here. Just because you don't know doing. what it's called in computer terms doesn't mean you don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know. Just, um, just like half the stuff you did in the cage, you, you didn't know half of it was called, but you just did it because you have your told you to. That's no, because I'm good. Because <laughs> that's I'm pretty, that's, that's pretty impressive, actually. <laughs> yeah, right. Play like a video yes, game, Josh. bro. If you're that good of a fighter to do something when your coach tells you to, that's like Josh, playing a video throw game. Throw your right leg. No, that's your left leg. Your right leg. <laughs> hey, that right left shit is hard, man. Yeah, Trust yeah, me. it can be confusing. Like, it can yeah. be very confusing. Dave time. doesn't know his right from his left. We know that. he's from Scotland, so um yeah i think that's everything all right guys so hey youtube thumbs up hit the subscribe button share our videos please uh if you guys like some of the short video clips that podcast Dave Dave puts together, out. we finally have convinced him to do because oh he's super lazy for a couple years Ooh, um i finally man. had caught, talked to him into putting these things out and they've been doing great hits wonderful hits uh because i've convinced him to do shorter clip videos and uh you know We've been growing. We're happy. I think we're growing what, a thousand a week right now, which is nice. We'd like to try and grow a little bit more, but we're trying to do a contest for 50,000 or a hundred thousand. What was Dave? Dave 50. has these great ideas. He gets mad. We don't 50. use. Here, let me tell you, it was 50. It was 50. So we 50. were going to, we had talked about this a little bit. I'm going to kind of throw it out. What do you think, John? We were going to give a guest uh, an opportunity to win a chance to come on the show for 30 minutes and ask us whatever they want to ask us. I mean, mm -hmm. let's try to keep it to fighting guys. Okay. So, <laughs> but I mean, you know, ask us, ask us questions, like have a guest on the show. That is a fan that basically is loves watching our show and have them on for like a 30, 30 minute segment and put it out and they get to ask basically what all the other fans want to know as well as themselves. You know, um, what do you think about that? Let's do it. So when we get to, we'll do, we'll do, uh, we'll put something together. Uh, it, it has to be, it has to be 50 by 50,000 subscribers. Um, did we say by the middle of June or end of June? I can't even remember. Oh, no, middle. middle. Middle of June. Okay. Middle. Yeah, two yeah. weeks. Yeah. Two June weeks. 14th. What are I'm we going at June right 14th. now? We're at 42. May 31st. I know that. 42. We're at 42,000 subscribers. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think we can do it. 50? Yeah, for sure. We can well, do it. In two, yeah. week, in two weeks, that, well, that's tough. So, so you guys all... That's not tough. Get help Easy. get get it to 50 and then once it's at 50 um i'll go through the re the subscribers list and i'll pick somebody and all right I'll, I'll reach out there you go we'll have you on for 30 minutes you can ask uh mma questions <laughs> i should <laughs> you can ask any questions any i just questions. won't answer just yeah let's just keep it the MMA. <laughs> no but we'll have you guys on for a 30 minute segment part of the show i mean i think that's kind of a cool idea i mean i came up with it because dave doesn't do anything but uh john and i wow. will definitely definitely uh put this together and you know, we'll get it all figured out. I'm still trying to figure out what it's Dave does. It's, it's funny that I mentioned that like six months ago and your brain's barely registering it now. It's <laughs> like six C months later, Josh is like, oh, that thing Dave said six months ago. No, the Dave. That wasn't a very good Josh accent. Dave. More like, uh, Dave, uh, I don't know what he does in the podcast. Uh. <laughs> that wasn't very good either. Oh, man. I don't know. Why, why do we keep him around, John? Why? Let's be like him. Oh, I don't podcast know this, Dave, man. Don't include me into the we conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it's All a right. little we. All right, guys. So uh, we right. want to thank you guys for uh, tuning in. Hope you guys like the show. Hopefully, Dave will get out the short clip sometime this morning. And we did get up early so he could do his job. Get it there done. you go. So, and uh, we thank you guys so much. Also, prowrestlingtees.com slash Josh Thompson official. Go there. We have um, some new shirts up. We have another one, I think, coming up here pretty shortly. Is I like right? the new one. Yeah, the new one he likes a lot. You guys I like the new one. The new one that's being put up is also fan art. 
So the fans sent us in some some arts and some different uh, logos and different ideas that he had for our show. Do that. Send it to us. We would love to try and make it a shirt as long as we all like it. And I'm not trying to knock your artwork. I, I, we'd love to see it. You know, we just want to see if it's something that we're, we're all, we, we all agree on. You know, uh, there is three of us here and we uh, sometimes four of us with uh, Big John's wife. <laughs> we all the, the real boss, the real boss. We all agree that, you know, we, we like some of them. So. We're going to be putting one of these on the, onto a shirt. We also have some new shirts up. So please go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Josh Thompson official. And um, you guys pick up one of those shirts. Check them out. Give us some feedback what you guys think. Post a picture also of yourself wearing it. And we, yeah. would, love to, we would love to retweet it, repost it, whatever we'll repost it is. Repost that bad boy. And we, uh, we appreciate and you guys. thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. See you later. We're out.